Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the old MCU crew. We have seen the things. But we're not going to talk about one thing just yet. If you're worried about the Sean, also, by the way, the movie tells you how to say his name. Did you guys catch that? Sean. Mm. Yeah. His name is Sean. It's uh, <laughs> Sean Chi. If you're Sean. uh if you're worried about spoilers for Sean Chi, I just gave you one that tells you how to say his name. But also, uh, we're not going to be discussing it till the end of the episode. We'll be very vocal uh, when we discuss it because I know a lot of people do not want to make the trek to the theaters, uh, and they are waiting for that Disney Plus release here in about uh, forty-five or maybe less, forty days, forty-one days. I don't know when it comes out on Disney Plus. Um, but we're going to wait till all of that discussion till the end of the show, so that uh, those that want to join us for the normal show uh, can do so. Before we get started, Jesse, what was at the post office? I got to know. You said you were going to get a box. Can you tell me about the box? Uh, no, because it's sitting on my counter and I haven't o- actually opened it yet. God damn it, So Jesse. I know that it's heavy and I know that it's from Amazon. So I'm hoping it's something that I ordered and I can't remember what it was. Probably for the office. If I'm, if I'm not lying, it's probably for the office. Does that have some nonsense? That people wanted at the office, and I was like, oh, my God, we need this. And they're like, we need that. I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah, that's usually what happens. Okay. Does this happen to you where you order things that don't ship for, like, a year or two, and then they just show up, and you're like, what the fuck is this? I had to stop. The last time I did that is when they made Tris and Yennefer statues at uh, (laughs) whatever that statue place is. I bought both of them. Yes, yeah, sideshow, and I bought both of them. It took three years for them to to yeah. arrive, and when they finally did, I had forgotten that I I literally was just like, it took. I was so upset. I was like, I have no room for these in my life. What do I? At the time, I clearly wanted these, and now I don't even know where to put them. So they're at the office, and they look awesome. But like, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So yeah, it happens to me. Bronze, does that happen to you? Do you order statues years in advance? Um, I do actually. It was mostly with the Good Smile Company. Mm. They would have like Nendoroids and then Play Arts Kai and Figuarts. Arts. I really like those figures, so I would pre-order them. But they never took two or three years to ship. It would always be like eight months. Oh, okay. Not too bad. Two to three years is what it was. So upsetting. I was like, why even bother at this point? However. I recently discovered there's a like dope ass cloud Tifa Aerith Final Fantasy seven thing. Uh Oh, that's like an X seed limited. It's been sold out since last year, but I only discovered it yesterday. and was like, I would have waited for that. I would have waited for that <laughs> too late. Oh, you know, I ain't waiting. What, Someone else got it. You know, what did take two to three years was I ordered these like dice called dispel dice. Mm. They're supposed to be like super sharp. But that was, I think, like a Kickstarter. And I've, I'm i just pleasantly surprised if I get Kickstarter rewards. Uh, one just time, in general? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, if I get it, I'm like, wow, I actually got my stuff? No way. I one time Kickstarted socks. I never got those socks. Do you ever get them? You've... Exactly. Never. I feel like this, never got I'm the not socks. trying to shit talk all Kickstarters, but I feel like a lot of them, I'm just like, Wow, I actually got the thing. I kickstarted. I'm beside myself. I don't know if I've ever kickstarted something. Now that I've been thinking, I can about safely it. say that the Monster Prom Kickstarters have always delivered. Thank you very much. Boom. They were worth Thank it. Thank you very These much. Dice are 
freaking beautiful. But... Oh yeah, they're good dice. Good die. Yeah, they're really sharp. Is the thing they have like these really sharp edges. Is that like, safe? I don't. Well, you're not throwing them in a piece. She's not like throwing the dice. Well, actually, hold on. If you, I was about to say, are we I've talking about some, bronze here? For I've sure, been in some D and D games where some dice have been thrown. So I was about to say, yeah, come on, bronze definitely uses yeah. those to hurt. Be careful, bronze. Don't throw them. <laughs> like they're so sharp. Oh, what are you using those for? Nothing. I just got them red because I don't like stains. Jesus. Yeah. Why well, I have like these giant metal ones though. Why wouldn't I use those to throw at people? Because those are the ones you put in the fridge and then for some reason use in your like whiskey. Right? Like the that whiskey. Is true. Like the whiskey the, stones. I do right? have some whiskey stones. That's true. Right? I hadn't considered it, but I think you totally could use these for that. There you go. Yup. They're they're double duty dice. Are we gonna oh my god, are we gonna talk about this Doctor Strange thing? I am so excited. We will. What we the should. hell was this? We will. Uh let's get through a little bit of the news. It's not too much, I think. Uh, Shanchi kind of dominated the news. Uh, first and foremost, they uh, had a record-breaking Labor Day uh, box office uh, with ninety million. Uh, as the is that internet? Is that all in or is that just the U.S.? That's all in, right? Uh, yes, I think that's all in. The expectation was seventy-five million over the first three days. Uh, it took in 29.6 on the first day. Um, oh, that's just the U.S. Holy shit. That's kind of crazy if that's just the U.S. Because um, I, I guess it's not out in China. I, I guess they're, they're holding it in China. So that's pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good opening, which is weird. I, I'm curious for you guys. Theaters, my theater was not filled whatsoever. In fact, I would say my theater was empty as fuck. There is probably Where did like. you see it, though? Uh, I saw it Thursday. But, like, time-wise. Oh, six. They only had one showing at the place I went. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. they, they so had one I went... showing at six, but it was in four theaters. So maybe it was spread across the, the four theaters? I, I don't know. The The theater that I went to uh, was, like, back-to-back showings. And I decided to go at 11 at night. Mm. I was like, ain't nobody going to be there. Here's the thing. Ain't nobody was there. However, really? the, 8, the 8 p.m. showing, packed. The showing before that, packed. So, you know, I guess it just depends on time. It was a Friday night, too. So it was Saturday. Friday or Saturday, one of those days. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get it. I also wonder how many people bought extra seats so they didn't have to sit next to someone. Because I, I definitely about did. It. I definitely bought two extra seats on the side. <laughs> I was so thinking we didn't have about to sit it. Next to people. But then I kept looking at the the, like... I'd like go fake order tickets and just go look oh, at the seating, see? and it never up like it never updated. Uh, you know, by five p.m. that day, everyone who's buying the eleven p.m. tickets had already got their tickets. There's maybe twenty people in that giant ass theater, and I was like, "All right, I'm feeling all right." I think I lucked out because I went on a day Pax was happening. Oh, and even though Pax is a lot smaller this year, there's still a lot of locals who are there, so. I went like Saturday at, I think early evening, like Saturday, four o'clock, I think is when I went. And that's like, you know, people are going to be at PAX. So at least nerds. So it actually helps a lot. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <coughs> well, Jess has got COVID. Bless you. 
It's just out here. Jesse got allergies, dude. My allergies oh. are bad as fuck too. I, I Ooh, my understand. eyes are like, oh yeah, I hate. <laughs> Shout out to to fall and spring. Yeah, those are you. When that transition happens. I'm like, oh, <laughs> the old fall and spring. Uh, mm-hmm. Sony's having a tough time landing a date for Venom too because they have now moved it up. It is now on October first instead of October 15th here for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I think, is this the third time they've changed this date? Third or fourth time, I want to say. They they have rescheduled the launch of Venom 2 multiple times now. Um, Is it going to be only in theaters? Yeah, it says exclusively in movie theaters. I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't know if that's going to be a film that I go see in the theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't I see don't, the first um, one in the theater. Full disclosure, it is. Int- I, I went to see what other movies come out the fifteenth because usually when they move a movie, it's because they're trying not to compete with something. Is James and Bond coming out or something? James Bond comes out at some point, but no, on the fifteenth, it's the next Halloween movie, which I think is supposed to be the last Halloween. I don't know. Yeah, and then that last dual movie that they definitely had a trailer for in my movie theater. That's like, uh. uh Adam Driver and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in like the Middle Ages. Oh right, 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 yeah, yeah. I forgot <laughs> that movie like existed. Holy mm-hmm. shit! And then, um, yeah, I think, and then maybe like Velvet Underground. I think is the only other. Mo- I'm trying to see if there's anything else that comes out then. But yeah, is it really going to be the last Halloween movie? No. Let's uh, it'll be the last Halloween movie until they make the last Halloween movie. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've i fallen but, off well, on the uh, Halloween movies. Too it's many. interesting that I don't. I'm trying to see what other like. There's nothing else coming out. Oh, maybe they wanted to move it up because they want to get uh, people to see it in the theater. Because literally, on the 22nd, the next Friday is Dune. So I imagine they think that's going to be huge. Is it? Wait, what? Sorry, what movie? Hell if I. Yeah, okay. All right, I see what they did. Let's hear it. All right, so. Let's get the breakdown. So. Here's Jesse with the, the movie uh, here's breakdown. The breakdown. Here's, here's the movie breakdown. Oh, Doom. Um, uh, on the sorry, 8th, spoilers. No Time to Die comes out, which is the Bond movie that's yep. been sitting around since before COVID. And people yeah. are going to. The dinosaurs. Always see a Bond movie. Yeah. So that's the 8th. And then what would happen is this movie, Venom, will be smack dab right in the I'm middle. I'm sorry, what? And so. The next Venom, Venom Wait, what? What's, would be, oh, there you go. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Would be smack dab right in the middle, and then the next weekend would be Dune. And so, Dune. Did I say Doom? I meant Dune. <laughs> Doom's back. Doom. We got the rockets. He's going to Dune hell. comes out. Yeah. Um, on the twenty. So basically, Venom would be smack right between two huge movies. Uh, uh and so I think that's why they moved it up front. That makes so sense. That I could at least exist before there was competition because yeah if i look if i had to wager what i thought would be more successful a bond movie versus venom 2 i'm gonna let you know i think the bond movie is gonna win every time yeah i'm just gonna I, I, put yeah. that out there yeah. just gonna say that well, right it, now it's also daniel craig's last bond right so it's there's some significance there i guess yeah plus i'm gonna see uh you know remy malik be a villain very excited I know. for that. I've been excited for that since that was announced. Very excited five years for that. Ago. Yeah. I love that man. So yeah. yeah. 
Rami Malek's a very good, very good guy, very good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and also, Lamb comes out if you want to get real weird with it. Oh, everyone's favorite. If, movie, if Lamb. you don't, know, if you the saw kids film Green Lamb? Knight, <laughs> no, it's that no kids film. If you saw Green Knight and uh, you saw the trailer for Lamb. Get ready. That's going to be a weird ride. I can't wait. Very excited. Just Google the trailer for Lamb and get your mind blown and be like, what? It? What? Okay. I'm hoping for a solid, creepy horror film. There you go. That's what A24 does best. That's what I've heard, at least. <laughs> they do they, uh, they do unsettling very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys know Ethan Hawke was in the MCU? Do you know about this? What? Yeah, Ethan Hawke is playing a top secret role in the Moon Knight show. They don't huh. we don't know who he's playing. Oh, he he yeah, he's in Moon Knight, not he is Moon Knight. Yeah. Cuz Moon Knight is Oscar Isaac. Um, but he he is not uh he he's not said who he's playing in the old Moon Knight show um and that he's somewhat of a uh somewhat of a lesser known character according to him so it's probably mephisto i think is what is what he's trying not to say they would introduce mephisto in moon knight <laughs> of all the things I, if joking. that's look when we when we here's I like the problem. that was like we, clearly a joke for me and jesse's like I don't know if it would be Moon Knight, JP. I don't know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This is the problem with Marvel. And when we get to the movie, I want to talk about it. Because Marvel consistently does things that make no sense. And are totally like... And they did it with all the Marvel shows. Where we would sit here and be like, everything they've said so far leads up to this revelation. And I can't wait for them to reveal it. And then it just wouldn't happen. That's how I feel about everything in Marvel now. Where they're like... Now it's time for this cool thing that you've been waiting for, but we ain't did that. We didn't do that at all. And it's like, all right. I mean, I'm not upset, but it's very weird that you went this direction instead. Like, it's just strange to me. And so, yeah, no matter what we think Ethan Hawke is going to be, it's going to be something totally like, yeah, like Ethan Hawke is in fact the, uh, like Ethan Hawke plays Thanos' kid, Thomas. You're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Thermos. It's Thomas? Thermos. No, it's Thermos. <laughs> Ethan Hawk it's me. is Thermos, Thermos, sponsored by Yeti. He's just a Yeti Thermos. He's just hanging out. Hey, he's great. Yeah. I mean, he's very powerful. Give me something we, How does he keep it cold for that totally long? It doesn't expect. make sense. I don't know. I don't know. Can't explain that. Oh, Can't man. explain that. <laughs> um, we'll see. Thermos. I, yeah. What a terrible name. <laughs> uh, what else is out there? Uh, James Gunn. Out there talking about his uh, parents, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two cameo. If you're wanting a little bit of fun uh, Marvel movie uh, knowledge here, uh, yeah, obviously Taserface. No, uh, James F. Gunn is credited as credited as Weird Old Man in the movie, with Leota Gunn credited as Weird Old Man's mistress. Uh, oh, is it on the whore planet? I, I'm not sure. Uh, what a weird thing to you know the whore planet where all the ravagers go to get robo whores. Oh right, right, right. Remember that? Remember that yes. scene with the yeah, robo yeah. whores? Yeah, that was in a movie. Yep, uh, that was in a Marvel movie. Uh, <laughs> he also provided the information that his brother, wife, and their three kids uh, were right beside them, and they were all mowed down by ego. 
uh, said Gunn on Twitter. Uh, my niece and brother-in-law oh. were yellow aliens, also mowed down. And my niece Grace was the pink alien who was the first life from uh, the first life form ego met. My family loves getting killed in my movies. That's kind of a weird thing. Like I, I don't know how That's I feel about fun. it. Is that fun? That's super fun. Yeah, a director you get to be asking movie. his family if they want to get killed. <laughs> it is. I can't let me as someone who has been shot in a thing. <laughs> yeah. It is so much fun. I'm gonna let you know right okay. now. Uh, like having the squibs put in and like getting like oh and then like falling over like oh right yeah. i was told i was a natural at it everyone on set was very impressed with my death i was like yeah all i'm saying is that's the most fun you get like stunt guys i get it i get stunt guys i get the whole thing and so for a family member instead of just being like jp if, if i had a movie and i asked you Oh, I'd Here are your it. choices. No, I'd already, For, I'm, I'm I'm already I would expect you to be in it, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would yeah. say, hey, here are your two options. Either one, you have a scene with the hero where you have to get this line and nail this line. Or uh -huh. option B, the bad guy kills you in the most dramatic way possible and you like explode. What do you choose? Oh, yeah, definitely bad guy death. Exactly what I'm saying. Definitely Every time. Hundred percent. Every time. Hundred percent. There's so much pressure to like. You're with like the lead actor, and it's like I got to nail this line, and you're gonna be there. I was like, Oh, hey Johnny, you're my favorite customer. Like you're gonna be that. You're gonna be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. You want to be the one who's like, Oh no! Every yeah. time. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Was yeah. that a line from the room? It. Oh, hey Johnny, you're my favorite customer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A little room reference here. On uh, the old MCU crew. Uh, last but not least, Marvel's been out there and they have confirmed, and then we'll lead into uh, talking about last week's What If episode, that this week's What If What If episode is Marvel Zombies with the Avengers. We got Captain America and Hawkeye posters already out there. Uh, we'll see how this goes. I, I think this is, you know, in terms, like this was the one comic in What If that was so well-liked that they spun it into its own comic, I believe, uh, with the the Marvel Zombies shit. So I don't know if that was just because people love zombies or if it because it was a really good story. Uh, I don't have that information Do people for still you. love zombies? I mean, I love I zombies, so. but I feel like a chump for liking them because everybody always informs me when I play a zombie game or like a zombie show that, Zombies are so overdone. Think, I'm so I, yeah. tired of zombies. I think that's just the I internet just... being the internet. I think people still love zombies. If yeah. they didn't still love zombies, there wouldn't be a second Walking Dead show with its seventh season, with the main one being on like season 12 or some shit. Season 11, right? They would have canceled think, that show yeah, a year ago. People like zombies. I think the zombie hype has died. Like, you know, there's waves of hype about different things. I think mm. the zombie hype has died down. Like, I know... <clears throat> I'm not well, zombies don't inspire show. me like if, Jesus. Like if you said there was a zombie show or a zombie movie or a zombie game I'm not like immediately like yes like, you know it has to be there has to be something else about it that I care about otherwise the concept of like zombies I'm like eh, whatever yeah but it's always fun to kill them like yeah. a left for dead game's never not gonna be fun right it's just sure. it isn't like yo that's what I've been waiting for like, you know, really whatever. I feel that way about back for blood I'm like just i've been in a depression since the early access went away i need well, i i would wager i'm gonna put this out there i think it's less about the game and more about your friends and you interacting within it mm, yeah i would agree 
Oh, that's true. I do have some really dope friends, and we yep. kind of make even janky games a lot of fun. Yeah, fun so. with friends. Fun with friends is a game category, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah without doubt, without a doubt. I think zombies are fine. Here's a look at uh, Cap America. Is a zombie. I don't know if yeah, I'd be, I mean, would like you he's... be would you be afraid of a Captain America zombie? I I don't think I would. I, how does his powers translate? I don't know. He'd just be a super strong zombie. Would he? I guess. Here's my question. This is I'm going to pose this because I think it's an important question. He can't throw his shield right. Like zombies aren't coordinated. Why does the captain? Why is the Captain America zombie evil? Would wouldn't the juices flowing through his body amplify the good in him? <laughs> making him the first good guy zombie maybe maybe that's the twist there. on what if this week you know? yeah what if instead of him being like i'm gonna eat you that's him being like i'm here to help yeah it could be could right be. look at him he's like hey guys he's just screaming I'm here to help. Yeah, he's screaming because yeah. he just saw one of his other zombie friends get blown apart but maybe that's why maybe he's a zombie who cares about his other zombo friends getting killed they're zombies i i guess i'm confused about i don't know Wait, i don't so know Captain what the america defender of zombies maybe oh that's the twist that's like uh what's that movie? i am legend it's hard to that's have a twist. Zo- it's hard to have a like narrative though around zombies in the sense of like that's a what zom- i'm trying to figure a zombie out can't tell a story it's a zombie right like they're, they're kind of one they... trick yeah, who are the people in the world that are fighting the zombies? Well, it's not Hawkeye because he's dead. Why do they make? Why do they got to make him look like that? <laughs> They're like, dude doesn't even he have a nose. He deserves it. Yeah, he, he got, deserves it. He got, he got, he had a little rough go. A little rough go. Where's the Where's the one with like no jaw? Like these are like, these are pretty put together zombies. Where's the one with like no jaw? Where's the zombie with no arms? Yeah. Where's the like torso zombie? You know, you gotta have a torso zombie. What if the Hulk was a torso zombie? That'd be terrifying. Right? It would be. Yeah. No? I, guess, I mean, I okay. guess it would be. I guess it would be. I, think be I was thinking about it. I think it would be big old arms and he's like crawling towards <laughs> you. It's like he's really slow, but he's super strong. And it's like, I gotta get away from that guy. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to think like who the good guys gonna or who the main focus is gonna be in this. Now you got me thinking. Could it could it be uh, could it be Spider Man with the strange uh, thing on him? I, I mean, maybe I don't. Originally, I thought based off of of some stuff that I saw in all of these different uh, trailers, I was convinced every episode was leading towards a like. Where uh, um, Doctor Strange would have found uh, um, Captain Carter, and then there would have been like you know uh, the the characters from the uh, Nick Fury episode, right? Like I was, I thought for sure there was going to be this this Avengers moment, and then the new Avengers for this What If show would fight the zombies. Don't ask me why I thought that. I just read into it based on what the trailer was clearly i am wrong but uh yeah i have no clue i have no clue who the heroes of this episode are going to be i uh someone in chat said that it would be maybe this is spoilers if you don't want to know who it could be on wednesday uh mute for five seconds i'll put my hand down uh when i'm done talking about it 
in five, four, three, two, one. A lot of people are saying Winter Soldier because Winter Soldier is apparently in the books um, as being a portion from or a character from Earth twenty one forty nine. What? Which is where this uh, what if uh, potentially took place. Uh, and it was a zombie plague that arrived on Earth 2149. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Could be. We'll see. Also, what the hell? Uh, I'm going to continue. This is me reading from a marvel.fandom.com this is from the book i didn't realize the or sorry this is from the comic book i didn't realize the comic books got this dark after becoming infected with the zombie contagion bucky attacks and tries to infect and possibly rape dazzler fortunately before he is able ashley j williams arrives and blows his head off with a shotgun I didn't realize it got what that. Is, uh, what is what's happening going, what's over going there? What's going on on Earth 2149? Seems a little bit, uh, a little bit much over there. That's, I'm looking, they also have an image of the. Is uh, that the comic? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to put that in one up. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb and say it probably won't make the cut. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's the thing that the what if people said they had to remove because it was like too much. Remember that? Remember that quote? That they said a while back. There was a quote that they said they had to remove something because it was too dark and too much. So, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I'm putting my hands down. We'll have to see what happens on Wednesday. Could be a wild episode. Will it be better, though, than episode four, Jesse Cox? I don't know if it could be. I thought episode four was incredible. I love this episode. I I loved it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we all did. Bronze, you, you liked it as well, correct? Um, okay. Bronze? I uh oh. I really loved like like ninety five percent of. Why do you the hate episode. everything, Bronze? I don't understand. <laughs> I know, right? But I just couldn't get over why he went down that path. Hmm. I feel like that's such a tired thing. Like the whole like love is love tiring. Of course you you think that is love tiring bronze. Is this what you're saying? Of course you'd feel that way. (laughs) They did nothing to, I legit forgot Rachel McAdams was like character in the movie because her role was so underdeveloped. It was. and, And then they didn't do the work of establishing that in a, 20 minute show like for good reason they yeah. didn't do it right so like the, when you don't do the groundwork it just falls flat now if the groundwork is there you know and you know that these two characters really care about each other really love each other kind of like in the captain america episode i think they had done a better job of cap and peggy carter for that on like you know for the the short animated stuff to make sense well, I, maybe I'm the only one, though, like, I I just feel like she was on camera with Doctor Strange for two seconds. I legit don't even remember her character's name and until this animated episode, and I realized I forgot it again. Like, that's Christine. How... Christine, thank you. Yeah. Um, and the whole premise of uh, 
her character was to prove that like he doesn't care about anything other than like really himself and his career because in the movie like their relationship is kind of a failed one so the idea of like bridging her and that being his impetus to like go and do all this stuff for me there was like a disconnect there but i'm also really good at like suspending that you know <clears throat> so i was still able to watch it and like enjoy it but at the first 10 minutes i was like definitely like a, i was snoozing i was like oh okay yeah so she's dead and now he's gonna do the trophy like i've got to get her back you know and but I feel like like I said, there's a way to do it, but you have to do it really well. And it's impossible to do it in a 30 minute animated episode unless you have the groundwork laid before that. I, I think with this episode, the biggest thing is you had to have the buy in going in that this was clearly an alternate reality where the two of them never broke up. And Doctor Strange was not a piece of shit like from Jump Street, the moment the episode started. You had to buy into that concept yeah. or none of the rest of it made any sense because like the Doctor Strange we know would like that's not what would have happened at all. And so you had I don't think the setup was a little quick and that it was just like, look, accept this. This is what this is what this universe is. And this is like his number one concern is her. That's it. Deal with it. And so, you know, once you bought into that concept, I think it's a little easier to swallow as a character what he was doing. Yeah. But. You know, I, I think, um, it, yeah, it's one of those things where they were like, Dr. Strange is going to be the exact Dr. Strange, you know, except this one change, which is fine, except they, it wasn't like, we're going to subtly introduce this. It was like, here's what it is from the moment we start. Here's what it is. This is the change. He and Christine love each other. That's it. And there was no explanation of why this was different about the mm -hmm. other doctor. It was just like, this is what it is. Deal with it. Yeah. And so I think that's, you know. If you're a big Doctor Strange fan, like I know you are, it's an interesting mm -hmm. sort of like, just just deal with this. Just don't even think about it, which is like. Yeah, which I is why hard. I still ended up enjoying 95% of the episode because I still did like it. It's just mm -hmm. that it's such a huge trope that if you do it, you got to do it freaking well. And we've seen people do it well, like, you know, um, Daredevil and even an Into the Spider-Verse, Kingpin's character uh, is basically obsessed with the concept of not being able to get his wife and his family back. Right. And in my opinion, it's done very well. But like it, I, for me in this one, and I understand why, because it's a shorter animated format. I didn't feel like it was that, that part of it was done very well. Like I loved, like I said, 95% of the episode. And for that, I was just kind of like rolling my eyes, you know? Um, well, it's and, it's one of those things that we talked about when in episode three when hope just like is a plot point and you're like wait what <laughs> yeah what? they could just introduce. she wasn't yeah. like, yeah. they just accept it just accept it and you're like what <laughs> yeah you definitely have to have a little bit of like oh right they could just they can literally pull anything from the mcu world into this and, and just I'm like oh, that's that's crediting that yeah. But it's all, like I said, it's also just like such a huge, like, oh, yeah, the main character's wife dies or love interest dies, and then the main character. It's literally a trope. It's literally like something that's been beaten to death over and over and over again. At least the hope thing was 
Actually, no, that was the exact it's same all, trope. It's all true. Yeah, I'm right. my point home. <laughs> I really true. just, I, I tried to defend it and I can't, you know? Yeah, it's all true. And I think we're like, oh, you're comparing like a, a, a movie to a show. No, I'm not, Smooth Brains. It's, it's literally about like, if you're going to reuse the same trope over and over, you have to do it well. It, it's, it's because otherwise it just becomes kind of gaggy, you know? You're just kind of rolling your eyes. And with an episode that was otherwise done so well, I feel like, like I said, 95% of it was so good. I just don't understand why they were so hung up on this. Like, cause I was just laughing every time he was like, Christine, why can't we be happy? Uh, well, I was just like, oh my God. That's cause you're upset Stop that it. he didn't say bronze. Yeah. I think that's why can't think, we yeah. be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you Jessie probably just him. like the episode because she's a redhead, Jesse. Ooh. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'll admit it, though. Yes, I will admit it. Yes, for sure. For sure. No, I, here's what I'll say. I think the MCU Doctor Strange is, for as complicated as a character as Doctor Strange is, the MCU version of Doctor Strange is very simple in that the only things we know he cares about are, one, himself – and two, the micro relationship we kind of got to see with Christine. That's it. Those are the only two things. So in an alternate reality where we still know that he's like an obsessive dude who thinks he can fix anything, when he doesn't have the problem of fixing himself, the only other problem they're allowed to have is Christine. And so that's what we got, which I think, you know, because we haven't experience more of his world yet we right. don't know what else unless it was like a mordo episode where he was like mordo why can't i love you which would have been wild but like i don't like i don't know i am i i think that uh you're right that there's the setup is like okay okay but the idea of the the trope of person willing to risk everything to save someone from death you're right has been done so much yeah. i thought it was interesting to see the way that they had dr strange do it and that storyline the parts where he like goes and starts stealing souls and shit, that, that was neat uh but yeah usually it always ends up the same way I, there was no expectation of me at the end i was like yeah good guy dr strange is about to win this thing i was like no this is a cautionary tale this is gonna end terribly and uh you know it did and it was everything I wanted at that. I was like, oh, that's neat. There goes the universe. Bye. I don't know. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was that was why I was drawn. I was drawn to the episode for two reasons. One, it was like the first Marvel thing that I think they've done where it was just mega depressing, right? There was not, <laughs> there was not a happy ending <laughs> to this uh, Disney film. It was just, oh, you completely destroyed your entire universe, and now you're going to live inside this little thing and uh you're fucked good luck uh yeah. <laughs> like the credits rolled and i think i i literally was like that's it like that's that's how it ends is just is this <laughs> it's like very yeah, i stuck somber. around for post credits same here anything. i was expecting I was like... he was gonna like break out of it or something like anything and it's like nope that's it that's it um and the other thing that i uh, really liked about the episode is I think we got a little bit of taste of like how strong Dr. Strange is in this in terms of the fact that he could just like fucking destroy the universe because he starts eating other entities, cosmic beings, whatever. Uh, it then gets stronger and like 
that's the power level that he could eventually become um, in the MCU, which was also very exciting. And then when he when he actually like turned around and spoke to the Watcher, that was definitely a, a pretty big moment for me of like, oh shit, oh fuck. I he love like, that. I'm not even gonna lie. I love that shit. When it was like, because you know, the watch has been in the background, and then he's like, "What was that?" He like heard something at first, yeah. And then at one point, he's like, "Bitch, what?" I was like, "Ah, yeah." He oh, turned around, so and just like fucking talked to him. It's like, holy shit. Uh, that was that, neat. I was that was a big, it was a big surprise, uh, especially because you know, for the the prior three episodes, we've we've been conditioned that the watcher does not interact. And like Strange was, he, he was so strong and so powerful at this point that he like straight up said, "Hey, I know you're there, motherfucker. Like, help me fix this." And the Watcher is just like, "No, I'm good. I'm gonna walk away." Have you? <laughs> have you? Speaking of the Watcher, this is way off topic. Have you guys seen the new? I think it's a Kia car commercial. I think it's Kia. It's maybe it's some some okay. car commercial. I'm There's not. a what if car commercial. It is. Oh, the, at yes, one point, yes, Thor yeah. is driving a car, hitting people with his hammer. Party and, Thor. Uh, uh, the 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 watcher is like what a dope ass car it's crazy <laughs> it's and it's supposed to be like all the the tv shows so there's uh, loki's in the car yeah and then yeah, oh it's ridiculous i forgot i need you to the find this commercial and watch it <clears throat> the watcher I, the watcher literally looks the camera he, and is doesn't like, he say like uh the possibilities are limitless or endless or some shit like that i believe he says that's a dope ass car <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what he jeffrey says. wright to say jeffrey wright that's says a that's a dope ass car i believe that's what he says no I, it's a it's a hyundai commercial yes i i do recall Damn. that that's a dope ass car yeah <laughs> it's not the watcher he can't interact but he knows what's up jesse's gonna say this enough that, that it's gonna become going to become if you real. say something enough it can become i've learned this oh i know over the last yeah few years. no i've yeah. I, yeah a lot of people have learned that damn, that's fear. a dope ass car i'm gonna get it it's gonna be on reddit people are gonna be messaging bronze like damn that's a dope ass car she's gonna be like <laughs> jesus christ i can't believe this happened jesse's yeah. fault it's jesse's fault yeah uh i but i honestly i think the big thing with it is yeah you have to literally suspend all unlike the other episodes this one was like yes that character you know suspend all belief on of that character just like d don't even worry about it and then we're gonna throw it I, yeah it had the exact same feeling as hope right it was like hope yeah. was the it was the linchpin to this entire story and you're like bitch what <laughs> wait what and i think that's the same thing here it, 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 you know, it was a good episode, but it was a lot of buy-in on some stuff that's like, look, shut your brain off and enjoy. That's the best you can hope for sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It It is an interesting um, concept to think about that for like the what if episode to, like if you go to, uh, was T'Challa episode two? Yes. That was the Star-Lord, yeah. Yeah, if you go to like episode two, um, when they introduced all the characters in terms of the, like, you know, what is going to be the spin on this character in this episode, they were all a little bit more believable. Um, kind of like what Bron said, because they were fleshed out, right? Like we understood what those characters have been in the MCU. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Absolutely. Christine, you know, she was in that movie for like 15 minutes. I mean, she was in, in like this a episode ghost scene. existed to die. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like she, yeah, yeah. she had no purpose in this episode except to be the one that like but I, and because we didn't see the backstory between them we didn't see why their love was so important we just again had to accept their love was important right but what i'm saying is like even in the movie she wasn't fleshed out i think bronze was mentioning that as well right like we saw her in the beginning of the movie we saw her when strange got his uh his fingers all fucked and then we saw her a little bit later when he returns as like a fucking ghost or whatever it is yeah, flying she, around she saves him on the, the operating ER. table yeah and that yeah. was it, right? Like, we didn't see her apart from those three moments. And I don't think she's yeah, had any like, other cameos. Thanks, baby girl. And that's Yeah, that's pretty much it. Has she been in any other aspects of the MCU? I don't think she was in any of the, like, Avenger stuff at all. Was she at the funeral? No. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, she's still alive. She'll probably be in the second one. I would expect that they're going to... With an with actress uh, on the magnitude of rachel mcadams i would assume that they will utilize her again i mean we'll see i i would be in bronze what would you think if in the next doctor strange suddenly it's like hey rachel mcadams i've been thinking we should totally get back together like if that was a plot point if there was a love story in that movie would i'm gonna i'm gonna say i know what i would think but what would you think We're I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I've decided that my input from now on on every show is going to be like, I loved it. It was so good. What do you I mean? would love that. What I would love mean? that for, for Steven to you. be with Christine. I would love that. That would be so good. If you, if and then I... she can die and he can like try to summon Yogs to Toth or whatever to like get her back. And that would be just like so perfect. Yog Sagoth? <laughs> Why not? Jesse's done. We got so headphones. Good. We got glasses off. This is for the podcast viewers. Head and hands. So good. He's putting them back on now. He's coming Yog, back on board. Yog Sagoth. Yog Sagoth. <laughs> Yog Sagoth, that is Yog Sagoth is like is that like Saget God but from with, uh, like, Street Fighter? It's because he Yoda's it's voice. He's so goth. Uh. <laughs> where where black I do yes, right? It's not Yoda. Oh, not Yoda goth. Yog Sagoth, right? No. <laughs> Spikes on my shoes I have, yes. Mm? Nice. <laughs> Hot topic I shop at. Mm? Is there I'm gonna Google, I'm doing this. I'm gonna do goth Yoda. What comes up? You know it you know it exists. Come on. That's been spray painted onto so many shirts. God damn it, I shouldn't have done this. God damn it. Here's yeah, Goth Yoda, uh, everyone. This don't listen your, to those people, bro. It's your viewing pleasure right here. Oh my god. Ew. Whoa, first off. That's, that, whoa, that's goth Yoda. first off, that's not goth. That's not that's emo Yoda. Zemo that's Yoda. Not goth. That's this is so little goth about that. That's someone who doesn't know what goth is. <laughs> what about this? What also, about this? This also might be emo. Emo Yoda. <laughs> that's emo Yoda. 
Why? Yeah, why? Hold on. Does the internet think goth and emo are the same thing? Absolutely, they do. Absolutely. Those are people. You know what? Can I tell you something right now? All goth is fake, except the one time I was in Germany and standing outside a gothic cathedral were a bunch of goth kids, and I realized all their goth is fake because those kids were literally at a gothic cathedral dressed all in black, listening to music that was like. I was like, holy shit, those kids. That's a different level. Everyone, th- yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. That's it. Is that... Wait, is that goth baby Yoda? I think that's, that's goth baby Yoda. Yoda. I think that's what that is, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. It's gender-bent it. goth baby Yoda, I think. <laughs> oh, we're there. Anyways. Don't let anyone tell you what to love or hate, Bronze. Don't let anyone tell you. That is true. I don't, I don't want you on this show saying what you love. And <laughs> I need I need Jesse's you free. to tell me what you hate. It's true. I need you to break it down for me. That's what I likes. When you're like, you know what I hate? And I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to be good. It's true. You're like, this is the good stuff. And then you're like, shut up. You like redheads. I'm like, damn right I do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy mm-hmm. oh boy anyway yeah, i look i'm gonna there's i'm gonna tell you how much i i'm gonna say i loved 95 percent of of sean chi and then i'm gonna tell you about the five percent i was like what the hell was that and don't worry people would come at me they're gonna come at me too don't you worry it's i'm gonna true. let you know the five percent i didn't like hashtag ninja boba fett oh, we'll talk about gotten- that later I should have gotten the spoiler stuff set up. Um, Ninja Boba Fett. Ninja Boba Fett. I got to talk about that. I got to talk about Ninja Boba Fett. I got things to you say. Have to. You have to. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I. I think that was. I think that's kind of the what if episode. It was. It, it was a depressing, dark episode, and uh, I think it it did that well. It, it left. It left me thinking, like, oh shit, Marvel can do like a sad, depressing type deal. But it also it also opened up so much other stuff where it was like, mm. we're gonna talk about other realities and True. other like all these different monsters and creatures. We're gonna talk like he went to like a temple. That, I don't even know where that temple was supposed to be, and then he was there for hundreds of years or some nonsense. Like, it, like time stops. Lo- I thought like yeah. Like the, the the things they added to it to sort of make it even more of that supernatural. Super, I thought that was awesome, and I'm excited for that when it comes to the rest of Marvel right now. Then I think Shang Chi was a great like little entrance way into into the more wild stuff. So I'm ready. Let's get crazy, Marvel. True, I agree. You know, this episode did remind me why I love doctor strange comics so much because i think you do have more leeway with how you can write them in the sense that at any point in time you can just say no you can't do that if it's like well why because the universe would end and it always makes sense like it's like well Mm. you know this is a problem why don't we just go back in time or why don't we just and it's like well we can't why because because the universe would end and this is like a big thing, I feel like, in the comics, especially the older ones, like from the 70s and 80s. And a lot of times, like, Doctor Strange will have, like, a really cool artifact or something like that. It's like, why not just use that to fix this? 
And every time it's like, well, I can't. It's like, why? It's like, because that'll create a trans-dimensional anomaly <laughs> and the universe will start eating itself. And you as the reader are like, I can't say that that wouldn't happen because I don't know True. how the astral plane works. And you just accept it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with 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 like we were talking about the Black Widow movie, you know, when you go into these movies, you do suspend some belief. But when you start seeing Black Widow's characters smashing against all this machinery and all these flying parts, it's really hard to kind of stay there. Right. It's Really hard to kind of stay in this mindset of like, what the like, you know, come on, she, she'd be dead like six times over by now. Right. Like she's just a normal human. I feel like with Doctor Strange, you you can very easily up the scale of everything to match his power level, which, as we've seen in the in the in, in Marvel in general and in comic books in general, is they always have to come up with a reason. Uh, it's almost like a D and D game. After leveling up the characters, it's like a bad DM. They have to come up with a reason. Like, well, you you lose your magic powers, or um, you you are suddenly level two again, right? Like. Uh, whereas like with um, Doctor Strange, they don't have to do that. That was one of my big disconnects with mm. Iron Man. I feel like there's always a reason Iron Man doesn't have his suits or he destroys all his suits or he nukes all his suits because like they kept upping the power level of his suits instead of upping the stakes or the power level of his enemies. Uh, I feel like that's where they really fumbled with Iron Man 3 is they had to come up with a reason why he didn't have his suits or he destroyed all his suits or he he decided to do something and maybe that's just my opinion, but, and I, f I feel like they do that all the time where there's a reason, like this really cool thing, the character unlocked at the end of the last movie, they don't have access to that now. And the reason they don't have access to that is because they decided to put it in a, in the ocean and now they can't use it anymore. Yeah. But with Dr. Strange, I love that. What if kind of was, I, Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I was like, I feel like they kind of teased that the stakes are just going to get bigger. They're not going to be like, well, he doesn't have his cloak anymore and he doesn't have the spell anymore and he doesn't have his stuff anymore. So fighting this guy's going to be harder. It's like, no, no, no. It, he is getting more and more powerful. And because of that, the stakes are getting more and more powerful. And they've kind of hinted at that already with the Spider-Man trailer. Where it's like, oh, Doctor Strange's magic prowess is growing. And as it grows, he's able to do crazier and crazier and crazier shit. It's like, yeah, but what happens when he messes up the spell? What happens when he when he makes a bad decision or when this backlashes? It's literally right. universe ending. Yeah. And you as the audience don't have to think too hard about it and be like, well, that doesn't make sense. With no, because we don't even know how this stuff works. We can easily just say, like, oh, yeah, that that, that would create a temporal anomaly in a arcane backlash that would reverse the morality of every superhero makes sense to me. You just take it on faith because it's magic shit. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Sorry, that's the end of that's the end of my rant. No, it like, makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> makes that was my sense. favorite thing about the episode. You could at any point in time just say well, if he did that like I said, the universe would eat itself. And you're like, the universe is, has eyes and a mouth and it's a living thing. Yeah. And yeah, it would eat be. itself. Like, it could be. Oh, okay. Shit. It's true. Oh, damn. Um, we didn't mention, or I don't think anyone's mentioned the, uh, 
the like art aesthetic of the what if series i think worked really well uh, at least for me throughout this entire episode i loved the idea of like once he started breaking reality or reality started like i don't know disappearing everyone had like this weird like black shadow type deal coming off their bodies mm-hmm. and that looked badass I thought the fight scene between uh, Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange at the end of the uh, the end of the episode yeah. was like incredible with the, with the, how the art works. They could it just looked incredible. Uh, the two cloaks fighting, even though it's kind of like a little side character deal, that was awesome. Um, and I think whereas in episode three, I, I remember saying like I don't think this looks very great in action. Might have just been that sequence of like seeing Nick Fury do a backflip. Uh, up in the air when it wasn't Nick Fury that kind of threw me for a loop. I thought this action was like incredible. I thought if if this is where they're going with this type of stuff, it's great. And maybe it just works when they're casting spells and I like bright colors and I'm easy to please when it's like flashy and whatnot. But I thought it was really, really cool looking Um, from start to finish of the episode. I thought it all looked fantastic. I'm sure Jesse's going to have something to say about this. But the only part that weirded me out about the animation was in episode one and this episode. Yeah. And it's how the tentacles are animated, where it almost looks like the darkest dungeon. A little bit, I'm not trying to be weird. I'm not trying to be weird. How would you like the tentacles to look? (laughs) No, but it's... What would you prefer? How would you prefer the tentacle connoisseur, Bronze? This is your fault, Bronze. You roped yourself into this situation. Like, you I tentacled know, yourself it, into the situation, Bronze, is what one I don't know say. how to describe it. It almost looks like how do I describe it? It's almost looks like it almost looks like someone took a picture and then just did this. Does that make sense? Did what? It's like somebody took a picture. So it wasn't they weren't like wiggly enough and for just, you. There weren't enough frames this. per second on those wiggles. I don't even know it, how to describe it, but it almost looks like a video game effect. Like when you like it looks like mm. darkest dungeon. Okay. Sure. I don't know I, how I, to describe it. I don't know how to describe it. But in episode one, when they came out of the portal too, it looked like a like a dark. So you like a lot li- you like a little bit more lively tentacle than God like damn a, it. No, this is I'm this is a serious question, though yeah, I think the, I mean, the like, entendres are gonna be there. But you like a little bit more lively tentacle rather than what was in Was it the size of the tentacle that was the problem? <laughs> <laughs> They were same size as episode one. I don't know if it's the size. Oh, all right. I mean, did you have a problem with them in episode one? Yes, that's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah she did. Yeah. In episode one, they looked oh. weird to me. Well, it could too. be the size. It, they, yeah. The, like, I'm look, curious. Oh, like, look, look in. You see in my chat. Is that like? Is that enough? The Cox Wiggle emote. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, yes. That's I a good assume- tentacle. Yeah, I assume that's what they're going to look like, but it, I feel like every time the portal opens, it's just like fun. I don't, you know, those like cans with the surprises I, in them. It's just like, I wonder if that's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I, I wonder if that's. Thank you. I wonder if it's because the creature on the other end of that is so large that those tentacles can't actually move that fast because it's like a gargantuan being. Oh, that would make more sense. I also keep expecting them to do something fun with it. And it's still just the same tentacles over and over yeah, again. I, I keep, keep thinking, thinking like, Shuma Garoth is going to show up. Like yeah, I'm waiting like, for an eye to pop out every time and it that. never happens. Yeah. yeah. I really want to see like, 
oh, we summoned something for, through a fucking portal. Oh, and it, that's the end of this episode. It's Shuma Karath. He just ate everything. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I would love to see that. Yeah. Maybe in the final episode is like Shuma shows up and just destroys something. You know, speaking of like movie to uh, animation sort of like callbacks, I know I know that Star Wars did this a lot where if there was a movie coming out, there'd be something in one of the Star Wars shows that would kind of connect. Uh-huh. And it would be in a way that you'd be like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Even though I don't know it's a direct connection, I like the idea that uh, in this episode and in our new movie, Sean, Sean of the Chi, uh, there is an, like the idea of sucking souls in order to power yourself. Sure. Is in both yeah. films. Or is in both things. The show and, and the movie. Yeah. And I was like, interesting. And I know, you know... It, I, it's kind of that reinforcement thing that I think they did a lot with Star Wars and now they're definitely doing with Marvel where it's like, if we keep hammering home a concept, no one will question any of this and we can use it as much as we want. When it actually happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think we're all chomping at the bit to talk about uh, Shang-Chi. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, we're going to go full full bore into the movie. We're going to talk about everything from start to finish. There will be spoilers everywhere, and thus why the spoiler alert tag Ooh. has been made here in the past 30 Ooh. seconds. Spoiler nice. alert. If you got to go, <laughs> you got to go, and we'll see you in yeah, 40 days Yeah, if you haven't seen the movie so. and you don't want to get spoiled, please don't spoil yourself. It's neat. It's a cool-ass movie. It was extremely unexpected. It's one of those movies where I went in expecting one thing, got a totally different film, and was like, I enjoyed that quite a great deal. So I agree. I agree. You know, all right. Don't get your ass spoiled. <clears throat> you don't want it. We're starting the spoilers in five and four and three and two and one. What the fuck happened to Bruce at the end of the movie? Why does he <laughs> I'm I look, I have so many about questions this. about that post credit scene. <laughs> I have so many questions. Because I thought it was going to be a post-credit scene that was going to have, like, an answer. Yeah. And all it did was be, like... Just got more questions. It was, like, the Ten Rings. There's something about them. A beacon. They're calling something. I was like, oh, shit. I think that's an, go. I think that's like, an that's, Eternals thing. I think that's an Eternals call. I no clue what it means. There wasn't even a hint. There was zero hints in it. In the, in so the maybe... comics, the Ten Rings are an alien artifact that uh, Win Wu finds in a crashed uh, alien spaceship. And so I think that's probably one of the celestials uh, coming for Earth or something. I don't know. That's my guess. That's if it's guess. like, and then Fing Fang Foom shows up. That'd, that'd be, be great, too. <laughs> like, hello, I've come from space. He like, ooh, his little legs carry him. That would be amazing. That'd be good. That would be the worst decision Marvel has ever made. I've come back for my rings. This little tiny like mustache. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of theories that it was some like the Gal- I don't I think Galactus is too early. Unless this is like a five year pull in Galactus. Galactus. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why he would have that. How would they would yeah. they be like that? Like, the rings wouldn't fit anywhere on his body ever. Yeah. So why would the rings be? What would they be? Uh, I agree. And it would kind of it would kind of like subvert the purpose of the herald yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah maybe silver like Surfer wants his rings. yeah 
Yeah, so, I was gonna say. Did they only? This is a question. I was it to be assumed that they only started pinging whatever they're pinging when he put them on? I think aside so. from his yes. father. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. When they, they said, turn, when they turn to like pure well, light energy. That's what Wong said. Is when the fight started happening. Uh, he said something like, "We felt it all the way here in uh, in the sanctum that Wong resides over, whose name I'm forgetting." Um, but he says the that very yeah, he's got like a special one for uh, or special name for the one that he resides over. Um, but it very much was like, yeah, we felt that all the way from here the second that you and your father started fighting, and that's when the ring started like emitting that stuff. Yeah, Kamartage. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. What's also interesting is that they included for some reason. I mean, I guess I get why they included Carol and uh, uh, Bannon. That was like, like that was like the welcome to the Avengers type deal. One also because yeah. uh, Carol's uh, actress uh, Brie Larson worked with the director of Shang Chi for a previous film, and also Mark Ruffalo is currently filming She Hulk, and so I think he was there because they're going to explain how the fuck he got back to normal in She Hulk. Um, and so I think that's why the two of them are there. Plus they're also like, you know, the tech brains of the Avengers. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. One space and one sort of like the, I I get it. I just thought it was interesting that it's like, all right, here's, I mean, it it was funny that they were like, yeah, I don't know what it is. I got stuff to do. Bye. (laughs) Like that was their cameo. Like, yeah, I looked into it. Couldn't figure it out. It's not space stuff. See you later. And Bruce was like, uh, yeah, I don't know either. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> oh Where? oh never mind and he was like she always Shit's does about that. crazy about to go real crazy for you kids which i actually think is fun i think it's fun I that it you great. know yeah you have hulk being like bro you're about to enter a new world welcome i thought that's neat okay, yeah right. yeah anyways i jumped to the end uh before we even talked about the rest of the film uh yeah. i thought the film was great i i think uh if we're making grandiose statements right at the start I think it's the best uh, origin film out of uh, Marvel. I think they have like figured out that formula or at least a formula for how to do a, uh, a proper origin film. Um, and I also think it has, I think there's an argument. I don't think it's the de facto, but I think it has uh, arguably the best action sequences uh, in the entirety of the MCU. Oh, I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. Some some of the action sequences in the past have done that, like, look, I don't know who invented it. I hate it. That shaky cam shit, I hate so much. Yeah. When it's, like, post-combat action, and in order to hide the fact that it's actors literally just going, like... <laughs> right? Like... It's like it's a character the select screen. <laughs> yes, they shake the camera violently. Yeah. I hate that. It's They use it so much, and I'm like, I want to watch the fight. I don't want to watch, like... The, like the oh you feel the action like i don't want to feel the action i don't watch the dudes fight and so being able to see actual like dope ass fighting in a movie i was like yeah i thought it was and it, it wasn't like yeah. i think everyone immediately goes to the bus scene which was incredible but even that opening scene like the, straight from the start of the movie one it's subtitled it's not in english and i was like very I, I guess surprised was the the feeling of like oh shit they're actually like doing this right like mm-hmm. they're not they're not catering to like a western audience in this like they're straight up this is subtitles not english and then here's a fucking sick ass fight scene where they're going to love fighting each other so much that they fall in love 
that was I was I was honest. So I wasn't well thinking about that scene. I was thinking about the opening was literally Dynasty Warriors. Oh sure, okay, that yeah. man. Okay, I get that. Flinging around bodies. I was like, this is like Dynasty Warriors, and it's amazing. I get yeah, that. it went Dynasty Warriors, and then right into like Hidden Tiger Crouching. Wait, Hidden Dragon Crouching. Whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm? You know yeah, the movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like right into that vibe of like, and now these two are gonna fight and twirl around and like fall in love. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I love it. And it was yeah. so, like mm -hmm. that fight scene was just from the the Dynasty Warrior scene was great and all. Uh, but like that was a very, I don't know how to, like it was a very aggressive, like action oriented style scene. Whereas I thought the. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I thought well, they were both great. I thought the scene after that in the forest was like I was watching every single thing that they were doing rather than like watching the effect of it, if that made sense. Like she was mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, it was a dance <laughs> more so than a fight. Um, it was just, it was beautiful. It was phenomenal. I, I thought those, yeah. every action or uh, scene, even the final one, which I am curious for you guys, I'm jumping ahead and uh, I want to pull bronze, uh, get your thoughts. But that final scene, I had a little hard, I, maybe I'm old. Maybe it was the size of the screen. I had a hard time keeping track of what the fuck was happening on screen between the two dragons. Cause it was like, it wasn't overly busy. It was just such a big sequence that like, I'm very excited to watch that on a smaller screen so that I can actually like take note of what the hell those two dragons were doing at the very where were you, end. Where were you sitting in the theater? I was dead center, uh, dead center, like eye level for center of the screen. How big of a theater was this? You know, that's the, I, it, it was a bigger screen. It wasn't an IMAX or anything, but it, it is a bigger screen than like a normal movie theater. So, I mean, I saw it in like just a normal theater, but I was like dead center too. And it was I got fine. it all, baby. Yeah. I was like mm -hmm. in it. it. Might yeah. Just that be was me so getting neat. old. Yeah. Um, I had no problem seeing like, cause they kind of slow it down when he's like falling, uh, through the air. Then fucking he does whatever, a spin for yeah, some reason whatever he does yeah. he does the spin and then he like explodes yeah. the drag <laughs> it's like oh okay that, great that was it was bad that was exactly as over the top as i wanted it to be it was, I was like yes yeah that was yeah, great it was great it was great um but i i am eager for that to come to a smaller screen I'll, I'll probably grab it here in in 40 days or so so i can watch that sequence again um bronze what was your take on it I think me and you were the first between the three of us uh, to have a conversation on Twitter. And I was blowing yeah. you up like, you got to go fucking see this movie right now. <laughs> this oh, is man. the greatest thing. It was, I'm sorry, I'm collecting my thoughts on it. Um, I think my favorite thing about it is it was very unapologetic in its approach, which sure. I think is something that a lot of uh, films like this kind of shy away from. Where it's like, oh, well, if we're super cultural, is that going to make us woke, too woke or all that? And the thing is, is like the people that are going to say that you're never going to make them happy. So you might as well make the movie you want to make. Sure. And like we discussed, like there's so many different touchstones and homages to like Kung Fu films and Hong Kong action cinema. Like in this, even like the fight on the bamboo scaffolding, like there's just so many little things. Um I that I loved it. I loved how I loved the even like the color grading in a lot of the scenes, like the the scene where he first meets um, Tony Learn's character first meets like his love interest, his wife, yeah. his future wife. Uh, it kind of reminded me of like House of Flying Daggers, 
and like the, those films where the the bamboo forest and like the way the the color was done on that is like it looks surreal it looks like something like jesse was saying out of dynasty warriors or out of like a, a an rpg it doesn't look real it's not aspiring to realism it's aspiring to that? like mythology jade empire was that the name of the the old xbox game or xbox yeah Original? yeah had that vibe yeah yeah and, and just like the small like things i love that um it because the the fight choreography was great but there's several different martial arts styles uh used totally. in the in the in the movie including like uh some that are like more tai chi based and i loved that idea of like bringing back that whole because we only saw a glimpse of it in dr strange like when she draws like that circle with her foot is such an iconic like like it's such an iconic like just like film thing that i love mm -hmm. i've seen so many people do that where they like draw a circle around them like in the leaves or in the dirt and it's like you know bring it the amount of times they like hit those poses but like in this you know both her and michelle yao's character do that circle and then like this like almost boom yeah like reaches out of like you know the energy or like the the you know that supposed, i love isn't that, that supposed to be I like was... the chi isn't that them can like harnessing their chi, yeah it's like life force yeah. right and yeah. so i love that they like made that like a like a real thing just loved it and i have to say this is my favorite love story i've ever seen in the mcu <laughs> yeah between when they, they and, had me and the... i yo i was crying in the club <laughs> i you know i saw it coming but i loved that they held back that he became a better man till the last third of the film because you're just assuming mm -hmm. Oh, she married this piece of shit. Right. He continued being a piece of shit. And then she died. And he, oh no, he's a piece of shit. And we were just talking about tropes earlier. This is this is what I mean. I was trying to hold back from spoilers. This is what I mean when I say, like, really, like, if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it amazingly well. And for him, it was like he was a piece of shit, a warlord, basically a terrorist. And he put those rings away and was like, I could, I could die. Like I could give up immortality and die because I love her so yeah. much. Yeah. And and my favorite thing is he never beats her. Like it's it is heavily like she's the only person that up until the end can whoop his ass. Right. Without the ten rings, right? So it's just like I to me like that because I I had I feel like to have that moment come full circle instead of me rolling my eyes where when you realize just one line towards the end where he says like you've always ran away like you watched your mom die and that informs why he's like i'm gonna make my kid the strongest kid in the freaking universe so that this little shit doesn't stand behind a curtain when my wife dies like it, yeah, it really yeah. i don't know for me like <clears throat> holding that back until the end versus like letting you know that at the beginning was a great storytelling thing because they never tell you that he took off the rings until the latter half of the movie. And then you realize, oh my God, no, he like, he took off the rings and was like, I'll leave these, you know, in a, in a crate forever. And my kids will, and then like the fact that he doesn't start, uh, you know, Shang-Chi's training until his mom dies, like stuff like that was like so cool. And the way it was edited into the film, the pacing of it, in my opinion, was brilliant.
Yeah. And the, the, the reason he trains him, the reveal is like, I'm going to let you be the one to kill the dude that killed your mom in front of you. And like, he <laughs> thinks he's doing his son a service. Like this is going to set everything right. And yeah, I love that reveal. I love the fact that this movie had that sort of like dysfunctional family vibe where the, like it's a dad who definitely thinks he's doing the right thing and he's getting revenge and and the only way he knows how. And so it like humanizes a like immortal person. And then you have the son and daughter who's like, look, I let you spend 10 years doing whatever. So you get out of your system and now we got stuff to do. Yeah. And I, it, now it's, take it's over the super, world. In- <laughs> yeah, it's super interesting to see the way they did that with these characters again, totally on. I don't know what I thought this movie was going to be, but what it was, was nowhere near what my expectations were. Going. Same here. I, and I, I loved every minute of it. I didn't expect, uh, I think for me, the, the thing I did not expect was for the characters and the story threads that connect all of them to be as good as they were. And I didn't expect only because I'm very ignorant to um, the rest of, of Tony uh, Lung's or Tony Lung's work. I, I'm ignorant on how to pronounce his name as well. Uh, but I didn't know like how good of an actor he is. Everyone was like, oh, he's a legendary actor, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Then he'll be good. Then I got in the movie. I was like, holy shit, this guy's like, this is the best villain I've seen in like a one film, uh, you know, go, right? Like. I think it, it's, I feel it's like unfair it's to compare it to other villains that have story. multiple characters. But yeah, it was his story. You're right. It it was a lot of ways half him or three-fourths him and one-fourth uh, Shang-Chi. And he deserved it, though. As a character, Um, even though he has many names in this, the Mandarin character yeah. deserves to have a real story based on the way he existed so far in the MCU. Them giving him a thing, even a scene where he can be like, Dude, they named me after Orange Chicken. <laughs> like, you know, like having, yes. having that moment I thought was really cool and, and like a great thing. And then, look, I, I don't know what the general consensus is, but I love that they threw Trevor in this movie. I thought, no, I thought he was phenomenal. I thought he was, I was, he like, was a link to the rest of the MCU. That, that was what I, his I, entire the, purpose was for me. And I like that. I, I I don't know that I I like that he's like the dude who's like come with me and I'll take you to the world of fantasy. I don't know if I like that, <laughs> I part, love that part, but I like that I, I like so that he's dumb. included. What I what I do love, there's like a weird disconnect. I love Trevor in this movie, and I love the fantasy in this movie. I don't know that I like that Trevor's the one that took them to the fantasy world. Well, was, but I will say, yeah, I mean, it but wasn't I will necessarily say that, him. It kind of was, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a little tiny, like, no-faced cutie pie. It was the Disney but, icon bullshit, yeah. But the the, th- the thing that, uh, I mean, like, yes. I will say that Planet of the Apes scene was the funniest moment, I'm going to say, of all of Marvel. <laughs> yes. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. He's like, he's like, how they get those monkeys to ride those horses? I was dying. <laughs> dying. Dude, um, for, for me, the biggest pop-off in our theater was right after that, when he's looking at the horse dragon thing and he goes, that's a funny looking horse. And then they just stare at each other like, yes, I don't know why that was like such a good laugh. But Aaron was sitting next to me and she generally doesn't like laugh that hard. She was like dying. I had to, she had to like cover her mouth and like get herself to stop. I, <laughs> yeah, so like, I, I love the thing I think I love about his character is he's so not in the like he's not in the MCU. All everyone else in the MCU sure. exists in the MCU. He's like outside of it in a weird place. 
even the fact that like during the battle they had to cut to him and do like and then he died and he's like no i'm just get down here idiot I'm not dead. I, I, was like, I was like he's not dead he's acting right i can't believe this is a thing i was like i can't believe so they're good. doing this right now yeah. but what but i what i did love about the whole thing is the minute they went into they were like f it we're going full mythology yeah i was so hype when they were just dropping like ancient mythological creatures that were not greco-roman ancient mythological creatures i yeah. was like they're about to inspire like a bunch of little nerdlings to look this stuff up and i was so thrilled about that whole thing that you know being a person that is super you know super into all mythological stuff yeah. seeing more asian like creatures it's not something we get a lot of here in the states and so that was that was pretty awesome yeah. And uh, being able to, like, see them, especially, you know, a lot of it, if you play games like Final Fantasy fourteen and stuff, you see that stuff all the time. But, like, you know, not a lot of people are like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? And so I love the idea of people getting into those creatures, especially with the gateway creature of uh, Morris, the little tiny cutie pie. That's yeah. the gateway creature. Yeah. Now people are like, I want to know, I want a plushie of that. And soon they're going to have, like, Kirins and stuff. It'd be amazing. They're gonna all be I'm saying everywhere. is, loved it. I love they had the balls to be like, it isn't just a dragon. It isn't just like a flashback or in his imagination. They're literally going to an alternate dimension where like well, people exist to keep a dark monster at bay. Yeah. And a weird Let's thing. talk I was like, about that for a second. I love this. Because didn't, this. didn't his aunt, his mom's, uh, I think his mom's sister, who was teaching them about the village, didn't she say when she was on like that, uh, that wall that was explaining their history, didn't she say something to the effect of like in your universe? Yeah, no, this was a different universe. Yeah, this was literally a what different universe. This, like, was... what the fuck? <laughs> like, how did they feel that they, all the way back in Wong? They, they straight, <laughs> they straight up. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it has to be that powerful. Which again makes yeah. you know. All I'm saying is the um the they did the trope again back to bronzes like cool tropes. They did the trope where like you walk through a portal. And then suddenly end up in a tunnel of stars, and that tunnel of stars leads you to an alternate reality. Yeah. And they did that here. It was like a water portal, and then the tunnel was a literal tunnel that had like little tiny sparklies in it. But that's like a like a famous trope of like the tunnel of stars leads to an alternate reality. Yeah. And they just straight up did it. And I was like, okay. I, again, I did not think we'd exist in a world where they just like have a bunch of nine-tailed foxes running around. That was I didn't crazy think we'd end up there. I didn't think we'd end up there at all. It was a little weird. Uh, I immediately, the second that we started like experiencing that world, I was like, this is a fucking Pokemon movie, right? Like, <laughs> it looked like Pokemon. It was great. Yeah. We're so running neat. around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was cool. Now, can I, can I mention something that I, uh, I'm going to, can I do a thing I didn't like? Can we, can we do a little yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. why was it in Macau? Why was it in Madripoor? Why, when they had to go to a place, yeah. did they go to Macau and not a place that's already been set up in the MCU? And again, once again, the fandom was wrong, as we always are. Right. Where it was like, this whole scene between Wong and Abomination is going to be important. That shit, and it meant nothing. It was, <laughs> that well, was, it existed to exist. It was that important was it. because they, they like, apparent, like, for me, it was important because after the fight, they're definitely friends and they're definitely going somewhere. And I don't, I couldn't pause it. So I didn't get to see into the little portal of like where they were going. 
I don't know that it like it was it was played again rather than be it was the exact same situation as oh my god is that Quicksilver no that's Ralph this was oh my god is Abomination fighting Wong no they're just buddies and they did it for the money yeah like, but like, like why that's what happened. Yeah, maybe Zero it was answers. the raft. Maybe well, maybe he like got him out of there. I don't know. To answer your question about why I think it was Macau, Macau actually does, I think, last time I looked it up, four to five times the amount of money goes in and out of Macau than out of Las Vegas when it comes to gambling. It oh, is, I believe that. No, yeah. It is the gambling capital of the so world. So to have like a fight and for, ring. And yeah. for some reason in the West, it's like they've never, we've never heard of it, you know? Macau is huge, and uh, the, the Baccarat tables there, like the millions that come in and out of there, it is the gam- gambling capital of the world, and not just yeah, Asia. That's where, like actual rich people so, go to gamble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for there to be like a gambling house there, to me, made sense. Um, because I was like, oh yeah, if she's if she's running a Fight Club, where once again they they're broadcasting this stuff on the dark web, um. I, why not showcase a city that does not get enough love in the media? We see, we see like Vegas and New York and San Francisco like all the time. Yeah. Why not put Macau on the map? And and, and not that not that they need to be put on the map. So poor choice of words, but why not give it a little shine? But I don't think they like even featured it though. It was like they said it's Macau. What? And then we I see, thought some of the they did like a slow. We, we saw we saw one yeah. wide shot and it was beautiful. Yeah. We saw a beautiful wide shot, but then everything else was in that one building. Yeah, and so I, I don't like, saying. It could have very I, 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 well existed in Madripoor because like that's what I'm saying. I feel like them setting up Madripoor and then not using it, it feels weird to me. But you know, again, love the movie. It's just like a little like a little nitpick. Yeah, you know, whatever. I get it. I, I have another one too, and it's really well, upsetting. Before to me, we but get, I'll wait. before we do that, did y'all catch any of the like kind of Easter egg stuff in the uh, the long walk to the arena? There were in some of those fighting rooms. There was like a Black Widow that was fighting. There was oh yeah, there was someone, one of the extremist guys from yeah, Iron Man. There was oh, an yeah, extremist yeah. guy mm-hmm. fighting in there. Yeah, um, it it was kind of cool to see that type of stuff again. I think it was like. While a lot of movies try to really rein in the idea that's like, oh, yeah, this is a part of the MCU, blah, blah, blah. This one was all about just like the small little shit <laughs> that like brought it in. And it was Which really is so done much well. better. It's so much better. It's yeah. So much better just to, to be like, yes. Yes. It's in the world. It, it like, for as much as I love the Spider Man movies, they, the last one loved to hammer home the fact that Tony, like, Tony's dead. We're going to remind you every damn scene yeah. it's like look we all know tony's dead peter knows tony's dead we don't like you know and i think sometimes marvel really heavy hands like what message are we trying to get across or oh hey that character you should know them from something else yeah and i think this movie did it great and they were just like we're gonna th- that extremist character i think was on screen 0.5 seconds but you could see the way his body was colored and everyone who's seen uh you know iron man 3 immediately was like and that's all you need that's it yeah i thought it was very well done yeah 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 what was what was the other thing you didn't like is this where i think boba fett yeah so what was why don't you like this guy why don't you like the death dealer so death dealer already has an amazing name looks amazing is like the coolest looking character in this entire movie i was like oh my god this guy is awesome he plays a key role in sean's background 
where he is like the dude who's like Trained abusing him. him to teach him to become a better warrior. He kicks his ass uh, like a ton. He is this, and then uh, they have one fight that is barely a fight, and then the dad shows up and breaks the fight up. And I was like, oh man, I can't wait until later on they throw down. Dude does not show up again until the end of the movie. He's in one scene looking cool, and then the next time you see him, he's being his. He's the guy who gets his soul sucked out first. The yeah. very first guy. He is literally the Boba Fett of this movie, where he looks the coolest. He's the coolest dude in the film. He looks like he's the most biggest badass, and then the first thing that get killed is him. And I know what they were trying to do. They were like, oh, well, this guy who looks like a badass and is definitely a badass, because he gets killed first, you can see how threatening the villain is. Exactly. Like, yeah. like yeah. I get what they're doing. Why not do that with the uh, old blade hand? That guy I'm, totally yeah. useless. I agree. Totally useless. I agree. He, it is kind of stupid that he an old blade hand. Yeah, I and agree. With I you. think they should have kept the trainer because he was yes. death dealer guy because he was way cooler. I agree. Take blade hand and let us keep death dealer. Yes, Please. the trainer had a purpose. The story he could have been used in the future because there's you don't see who's behind the mask. So that can be anyone. It can be any actor, and it looks amazing. And instead, the second post credit scene we get is his sister being like. I run this shit now. And all Blade Fist is like, and I am here too. You're like, shut up. Man, I, shut up. Yeah. I the think... Death Dealer would have made more sense there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was so disappointed. I was like, well, here's that dude the thing. The coolest. Here's the and thing. They're like, and then he's murdered. If and they like, kill, what? here's the thing. If they kill Razor Fist, you can't do another Razor Fist. If they kill a Death Dealer, you can just have another Death Dealer pop up. But Razor Fist, Razor Fist had a dope ass fight scene already. In the in the bus, yeah. The Razor bus. Fist was like the number one goon for uh uh the Mandarin. Razor Fist was like he had a bunch of different scenes. They stole his car. At that point, he was played for a joke. Did you did right? you notice by the way his his mixtape or his like own album was what was playing in the car? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like it, they were oh like, yeah. They went full. I saw Black it. Hole Sun. <laughs> did yeah. I see Black Hole Sun? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, and so I, I like he, I think, as a character, played his role to the point where you know what a threat he is, and him being the guy who gets off by the monster makes sense. We never truly saw the threat posed by Death Dealer, a dude whose name sounds awesome, who looks like he's designed to say he got he straight up got the uh, 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 Captain Phasma treatment, where like everyone's like, that's the badass, that is the badass, yeah. and then like down the garbage chute. I- I don't know. I was so upset by that. It, it is a nitpick. It didn't, didn't ruin the movie for me at all. But like, as a person who wanted to see that character like have a scene, like have a dope ass fight scene, let me have ask that you character this, like though. really throw down with someone. That the fact that it didn't happen, I was like, come on. Let me ask you this. I though. don't know if yeah. there's another uh, Shang Chi movie uh, or uh, the Ten Rings pop up somewhere else, and there's a person that looks identical to death dealer wearing the entire death dealer garb called death dealer does that satiate your uh your appeal I mean, for, for for death dealer i would be fine with it but like i think of most of the audience would say did that character die before yeah then you know and then they could flesh it out a little bit of like what this actually if this is more of a title or a rank than a person yeah necessarily all i'm saying is death dealer's a character doesn't matter to me at all but the fact that they included the character and then made that character part of the backstory was a choice they made. Yeah. And then there was no like, oh, well, he's going to have a, you know, he's going to show Death Dealer that he's become stronger than Death Dealer. Or he's going to like, 
they had a fight that was about to be cool as hell in that like the back i was waiting for like the you know like yeah, the famous tropey backlit shot where they're like shadows fight. i was waiting for that whole thing and then it was like dad shows up is like stop fighting you two idiots right and then there was nothing and then did dude did nothing else the entire movie except die at the end i was like man got sarlacc pitted that's rude <laughs> as hell that's rude as hell for that guy i, I was like that dude saying. deserved better that man deserved better i was waiting for it i get the bold like, name now yeah. yeah to piggyback off your point though I, w- I will say one thing i really like about this movie is that shang chi himself is not like a a, a perfect person Right, yeah. And I feel like this is a mistake they make with almost every minority character where they have to be flawless because they're minorities and therefore they can't have any any grit to them. So when he was fighting Death Dealer and he has the knife and he's got him on the ground, he flashes back to how much this dude abused him and he 100% was going to stab that guy in the throat. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is not up for debate. He was going to kill him. He killed his mom's killer and he lied to... You know, Aquafina's yeah. character about it. Katie about it. He he killed that dude. He left his sister. Like, and I love that they don't shy away from that. I love that, like, she lets it go because there's a bigger problem, but I do not think she has let it go. And I, I don't think she'll ever let it go. He said he was going to be back in three days. It's been how many years? He couldn't look her up. He couldn't find mm-hmm. her. How many years? Who does that? That like, y'all, that's hella, that's like super fucked up. Yeah. Like, his sister was trapped. In his abusive father's realm, and I get that he was more abusive to Sean, but like ignoring someone is also pretty abusive, just saying. And he did not even bother to look her up and see if she was okay or see or rekindle or try to get her out. Like that is messed up to tell somebody you're going to be gone for three. He 100% deserved to be roundhouse kicked in the face. I would have done it too. (laughs) And I, but I I like that because it makes us more like invested in him and that like every time they tell you like you are just as much your father as you are your mother they follow it up they're not just saying that they're not just like saying oh you're your dad's legacy and your mom's legacy like no no no. they mean it and the writing reflects it he is completely like a, a product of his mother and his father yep. and he it's like the you know like that trope of like two wolves and he and sometimes this is my favorite thing sometimes the Tony learn wolf wins. And we, we see that. And I, I like it. I think that that is such a cool, I love that we have a character that has killed people. That's not just black widow. And that would potentially do it again. And to tie into that, that scene where he, his father doesn't even have to lay a finger on him. And he says, um, I told my men, they wouldn't be able to kill you. Come on. It's time to go home. And they just come. I gotta tell you, as an Asian kid, that that shit was so relatable. If my dad was like, I don't care how many years it's been since I've talked to him, my dad was like, Jasmine, get in the car. I'd be like, Yep. Like there, there's like that quiet, like, yeah, I could not fathom talking back to my father. Right. You know, like I, I would run away but not talk back to him. And they did such a good job with all of the all of the Asian family dynamics. You know, I'm Indian. Uh, I'm not Chinese, but like it, it is very relatable in the sense that like you cannot fathom talk, talking back to this person or being disrespectful 
Like it, it's you would rather run away and live in and change your name than have a confrontation with your dad or tell him that you don't agree with him on something. And the one time he does and his dad flips him on his ass in front of his whole army and says, like, shut the fuck up. It, it is a huge moment because everyone's like, oh my God, did you just talk away from your dad? Did you, did you just talk back to your dad? And even the scene in the beginning with the family being like, when are you going to aspire to be more? Right. When are you going <clears> to? <throat> There's a lot relatable. of that. I mean, even, even the, uh, the grandmother, like, um, who, was it Katie's grandmother? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, who was, uh, you know, sending prayers to um, her husband. Um, and even the smaller shit. Like, I, I went back and read a bunch of small shit that I just, you know, I, I'm not... I'm not uh, aware of all that stuff. The like long, there was a long shot of when they walk, when uh, Shanchi walks into uh, Katie's family's house, apartment, whatever. Uh, I didn't realize there was a shot of him like taking off his shoes uh, that they like yes. very purposely put in there. I noticed that immediately. <clears throat> I noticed yeah. that immediately yeah. that there's a shoe rack in an area yep. where you take your shoes off. There was. I had that in my home. There was another like quadruple entendre that i didn't even know about but that's how good of a uh, like line it was when they are entering into the uh like fighting um ring or whatever and there's the guy who makes <clears throat> who like introduces he's got kind of like a faux hawk type deal and he says to katie um i didn't know you speak english or something like that or katie says to him i didn't know you speak english and then he responds, I know my ABCs. And to me, I'm like, or oh. I speak ABC. Oh, yeah, yeah, I speak ABC. And it's like, oh, okay. That means he speaks English. Everyone else uh, from uh, or who was Asian knows that is I'm a American-born Chinese, I think, is what that means. And so it has a completely different meaning uh, to someone else of, of that culture. Where to me, it's like, oh, okay. Works for me. Works for an entire different group. And it was just like such a great line after reading about all that type of shit. And there's things yeah, we had like a movie littered throughout that. the entire movie. We had a movie called ABCD and it was American Born Confused Thisy, which ah. is like this is the word for people from the subcontinent. So like, yeah, like oh, a lot, basically every, I feel like most Asian minorities in America have an AB something. Yeah. Yeah, I think this movie also did a, a great job of of during the scene where they were all sitting around eating dinner with uh with their dad, the idea of him saying, you know, what's your name? And she's like, my name's Katie, and he's like, no, but like, what's your name though? And I think a lot of like, especially like white dude Americans, don't get that. You know, yeah. a lot of people who are in the United States who are Asian are not like, my name's John or my name's Katie. <laughs> they have like, you know a real name and they put that shit on for us because we can't pronounce it because yeah. we dumb as shit like that's what it's about i was like ah gotcha um speaking of family going back to what you're saying earlier bronze i love the idea that every time anyone talks with uh shan chi is you look like your mom i see your mom and you your mom this your mom that that's not what they say about his sister so his sister in the end taking over the 10 rings is like you see it through the entire movie, like, oh, that's definitely yeah. what's gonna happen because he's the mom and he is like this, like force of good, and she's like, I'm gonna do whatever needs to get done, right? Done. 
And I was like, there's a clean, there's a clear line where it's still a great reveal because you get to see what she does with the compound, but it doesn't come out of left field. I think the scene where I knew it was going to happen. And I love that Katie's character is too stupid to pick up on it is when she says, uh, when she's, when she's like, okay, so at the age of 14, you went and built your own fighting empire, your underground fighting ring empire. And she says, uh, well, my father wouldn't let me be a part of his empire, so I had to build my own. And I'm like, Katie, you're too dumb to realize it because your character's written that way, but that is a huge red flag. She's not mad that her yeah. father is a warlord. She's mad that he doesn't have enough respect for his girl child to, to allow women into his organization and to include her. You know, like, that's what she's mad about. She's not mad that he's, a, you know, a horrible person. She's mad. And then that's like the first change she makes is that there's women training in the <laughs> in the courtyard. I'm like, well, once again, this is a thousand year old man. Right. So to me, that was not shocking because let me tell you, a lot of Indian families are still like that. where like your son inherits everything and your daughter inherits nothing. And that's why the gender ratios in Punjab are so skewed. Like this is this is very common to this day, you know, that that the male is who carries on your family. So they get everything. And as the as the daughter, you don't even inherit anything. You know, like my brother's wife is more likely to inherit all of our family heirlooms and my mother's wedding jewelry than I am, because that's going to stay in the family. Right. I have grown up with this sticking in my craw for a long time. So her character was so goddamn relatable to me because when Sean left, it's like, she's right there. She's right there. You have an heir. She's right there. And he still is like, my heir has left. And I'm like, I, right. I, I would have gone and set up an underground fighting ring to him and like, fuck it. I'll build my own empire. <laughs> I was here the whole time. I had to train myself, you know, like, because that to me, that shit was just mad relatable mad relatable with this obsession with like the golden male child who's going to carry on the family and i'm like she's right there old man come on yeah, yeah she's ready she's been training give her a shot and he's like my son is here it's time for you to take over the 10 rings you know in the background she was probably like <laughs> this son of a bitch <laughs> yeah totally uh, and she and that's why when they're in the ring and she lets him have it i'm like beat his ass more <laughs> this is probably <laughs> so frustrating you know like it's like ah. yeah pent up over the years for sure um we mentioned katie multiple times i love the fact that even at the very end when they were like literally hugging that they didn't turn it into a romantic relationship it was like just kind of like friends and that's it uh the grandmother like in the in the beginning we mentioned like when are you two gonna i think she says something about like are you gonna get married or something really like one off commentary. Um, mm -hmm. but at the end they like never had a romantic, uh, aspect to their relationship. I hope that stays the same, uh, throughout the, the films. I don't know if it's going to, but I hope that's what ha happens that like, I, Oh, I would, I would we'll hope that that's the case that they are too. I mean, I'm, I'm curious how they bring Aquafina along on the, they're like, you're involved as well. And I was like, how, yeah, that was like besides I mean, friendship. What does she offer this man when it comes to like world saving powers? Like, sure, 
she she did that scene where again another trope where it's like the person with no discernible skill in one day learns to do a thing. Well, that was and, and then they they comment the on movie. it and they joke about it. Well, also throughout but. the entire movie, they said like she was very good at like always learning things very quickly, but that's it. And I know that's not well, enough like, to like still fine. fulfill the trope, but they, at least they gave yeah, it yeah, some, yeah. No, some it's, breath. It's fine, but now moving into Avenger status, what does she offer yeah. him? And like, besides like, hey, I'm in this with you. Wong's like, I need both of you. And it was a very Back to the Future moment where it's like, oh, it's about your kids, Marty. It was, it felt like that where it's like, I need both of you. But I'm like, okay, cool. I'm glad she's there. That's fun for like the story. But what is, what does she offer that? Like that girl is going to be in the way when aliens come and he has to she, save her. Like that's not good. I, I wonder if she'll be the link between, um, I'm blanking on the place where Act Three takes place in the movie, the pocket dimension area. Uh, Talo, yeah, Talo. Um, if Why she'll be the be connection her? between those two, I don't know because Shang Chi has to go fight the fucking you know <laughs> the maybe aliens. Maybe she she's the connection. Be, maybe she is gonna be like Kagome in Inuyasha, and she's the priestess that shoots the spectral arrows. Oh, maybe. Maybe Sorry, so. that was a deep that was a anime deep cut reference. right there. Yeah, no, I maybe she's our Kagome. Maybe she's gonna spiritual arrow, you know, and then it Could like be. destroys demon. I don't know. You're right though. Bow. I don't. I don't know what uh, what her link is for sure. Hawkeye got how many movie appearances just based off of hitting things? Maybe she can be look. Uh, you're not wrong. Right. You're not yeah, wrong at all. Right. I just don't like, you know, I have no problem with Katie being around. I just don't know what her role is. Yeah. I don't either. For this, like for this, she was the street level person. She was like the viewer. She was the grounded character. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, she was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm along for the ride. And just like you people watching at home. But like from this point on, I don't know what, where she stands in the, you know, uh, it, it feels like one of those things where, like in most origin stories or in most uh, single character movies, there's always additional characters that are along for the ride, and then they don't Turn end in. up doing anything. And yeah, oh. uh, but but they specifically said you're coming. So now I'm like, all right, I take them at their word. What is her role? Mm-hmm. We'll find out. I'm I guess. not fine with like she's, friends. But- she's also friends with uh, uh, Shan Shanchi's sister. Uh, the Leader of the now Ten Rings, right? So, like, maybe that's... That woman who oh. should definitely play Jerry in Street Fighter? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yeah, she oh she had God. the Jerry cut. You're right. You're she right. Was she Jerry. totally had the Jerry cut. I was like, oh! Yeah, she did. You know, Just I love people. that... What is the character's name? Ted from Spider-Man? Is his name Ted? The, the guy in the t- chair? Oh, Ned. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ned. Uh, Ned. 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 Yeah, Ned. yeah. Ned, I love that they kind of lampshade that. And just like, I love that they acknowledge that he's the guy in the chair. He's the guy in the chair. I, I, Marvel's pretty I good love about that. They're that. Just like, this person has no superpowers, but they're still going to be here because, you know, I think like Iron Man doesn't have that problem because he has this suit AI. So there's always someone to talk to. Right. And in comic books, you have thought bubbles, but it's actually really hard to script films unless the character would just break out into monologue with themselves, you know, it doesn't work. You have to have somebody there 
that they can talk to. And obviously, Katie's that character for Shang-Chi. Like, anytime he's having a crisis of conscience or he's thinking about something, he talks to her. Which reminds me of that flashback scene. I just have to have a fan moment. <laughs> Tony, in the 80s, double-breasted jacket. Oh, yeah. When he comes into the Mahjong parlor. Oh, my God. With, like, the rolled-up sleeves? That was, definitely, that was definitely a callback Go to, like, his look. previous work, right? Because, like, I went I was back... Like, I, I went like, back and me. watched uh, right now. Uh, a scene. I think it was from Hard Hard Boiled, where he's like oh, walking into the so library, good. and then he shoots that guy with the from from the gun in the book. It he looked one to one of like of that entire thing. I yeah. I just about died. I just about died. I was like, I yeah. It looked very. Did he just walk that. in holding his son's hand with the rolled up sleeves <laughs> in the eighties jack looked cool as hell he was pretty cool he's he murder me right here just put one of the 10 rings through my skull it's over <laughs> can, can it's i just wrap can i just tell you right now oh, this is my pitch to to marvel okay let's hear mm. it. marvel pitch a friend a, a friendgers it is the darcy friend. jimmy ned the dudes from ant-man all of the katie all of the characters who are like we have no powers we're just like the friends of the avengers <laughs> a friendgers and it's just them, like, in a wild caper. And it's just like, well, how do we stop a villain? And they're like, well, one time. That should be I a what if episode. Ant Man. That's going to be what if zombies. It's going to be all the Afringers. Afringers. Come yeah. on. That would Fighting be the zombies. so good. Yes. That'd be it's hilarious. Like, what do we do? And for some reason, they have, like, access to weird weapons and fun. That'd be no, just give him a so shotgun great. like Captain America pops through the door as a zombie. I got to do this, oh and God. I don't know who, do, who. Wait, yes, like like Happy's there. Happy's like oh, their yeah, Tony Stark. Yeah, he kills Happy's Tony. like. I'm sorry, Happy, Tony. Happy is like, yeah, <laughs> Happy shows up and he's like, "I'm forming a team. <laughs> <laughs> I need all of the Fringers." And they're like Fringers. He's like the Fringers. Yeah. Oh my God. I'd be in. That would be I'm in. And he's like, come on, let's go. That would be such a good show. Oh I my god. A- Pepper might be there too then. She she's a already a superhero. Uh, she's No, yeah, she already got her superhero uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, fuck. What is her out? What is she called? She has a rescue? name. Rescue. Rescue. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. rescue. Uh, no, this is all the side characters. This isn't like love interest. So this is just only mm-hmm. side like the fun side characters who are just a part of the world. And, you know, they're like, we need to go to see a scientist. And they go see the one dude from Thor who's like, I'm still crazy. Yeah. And they're you know, like, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. It's just all side characters. Be great. I'm into it. it. Yeah. Uh, you know who we haven't talked about who was just ethereal? Michelle Yeoh. Yo, True. she is still, True. still got it. Girl still got it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I loved how they like are all standing there, and she's like, "Okay, stop it, put that down, nephew." Yeah. I loved. That. <laughs> still, still. A I don't know why I love that. I like how she was like, "Stop, stop it." I was, yeah, yeah. She's, she's definitely still You're a embarrassing yourself. You just jogged my memory about the uh, the girl that was or the guy that was training Katie, though. I was kind of sad that he just randomly died. <laughs> that, yo, that broke my heart. I, I was really, I was really sad die. about that. I don't. He shouldn't he have had so the. He was so cool. Yeah. He was so cool. He was great. 
Well, see, he had to go. He had to go, so Katie? Ninja Fett. Ninja Fett, unfortunately. <laughs> like, he died so she could excel, like, so she could find the courage to shoot that arrow. There Ninja go. Fett died for no reason. It's except true. to be like, oh, damn, monsters be scary. <laughs> That's why he died. Still mad about Still mad about it. Still upset. Clearly. Bond and chat pointed out the young man you mean. Once yes. again, Great another solid Asian moment. Yes. Because and, everything for us is about age. And, and I didn't even know, know that. that. It worked as a non. <laughs> like it worked to me. It's just okay. as a normal so white like, guy. Yeah. In, in India, you do not say the names of people older than you. Like ever. And you talk to them like you're basically rubbing your face in the dirt. And I know this is true of several Asian cultures. Like you cannot fathom. Like every time you talk to them, you literally change the... Like you change everything to a plural because we have like male and female verbs for like everything. Like running has a male version and a female version and a plural version. When you're talking to people older than you, you switch everything to the plural and you add G at the end. Like that's how seriously we take like talking to elders. So the second he's mouthing off and he's like, you watch how you talk to me, young man. I was like, because he's a thousand years old. He's not taking lip from you. Yeah. And I, But I love that he looks younger. It was so, I don't know what it was. That scene was so great for me. Like that he was just like, don't, don't fucking talk to me like that. Like you have some wisdom. I don't, I've been around for a thousand goddamn years. I'm about to take lip from you. You know, wasn't there a scene from the trailer where he says, I thought they almost imply that he says that to Simu's character. I don't know if there was any, you know, uh, in terms of like, you watch how you talk to me, boy. In terms of like trailers, uh, what's the baits, switch outs? I don't know if there really was any for Shang-Chi, at least ones that I can recall easily. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Here's the thing I don't recall any of the trailers. And if I did, I would look at them and be like, this movie was sold to me as something it was totally not. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, again, like I said when we started. I walked into this expecting one thing and left being like, whoa, that was not even remotely close to what I thought this movie was going to be. Yeah. Loved every minute of it. I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. Wait, is that the actual translation? I've eaten more salt yes. than you have rice? Yeah. That That's why the line is so incredible. <laughs> why did they change that? No, it's it's I've eaten more salt than you have eaten rice in your entire life. Why would they change that? That's so good. That's so poetic. Because the scale of magnitude. Why would they change that? That's so good. I think. I think because it's somewhat of an idiom, is it not? Yeah, but like sorry. you, you have all the cultural. Like you don't need to have cultural context to understand the idiom. Yeah. I I think. I, Someone says that's Chinese, a translation they use in Swedish. So. I mean, I think okay. for that for that one line of dialogue, that scene, that that specific scene is what that was for. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the the subtitle was not the direct translation. Well, I think I would say that the scene still, you know, ignoring what this, ignoring the bronze revelation of like how poetic it is. Not five minutes before, you were saying how much you love that line. So no, I still to say love that it, it was dumbed but I down just... for American audiences is like you know. Yeah. It, it's I think I it's was, but no, you didn't. I'm uh, look. I'm looking at chat. People are being like, "Oh, idiots. 
I so I'm say, like, I you know, say, I didn't say that. Um, I was just saying I've I've never heard that phrase before, but immediately mm-hmm. it makes sense. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So there's, you know, I I think I think a lot of people could have understood it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I don't I don't think saying yeah. I think they made a choice for whatever reason. Probably again because like a lot of things. It's probably focus group. Yeah, focus group, but also like you always have to think like as adults, we can definitely appreciate that. But True. if I'm like a 12 year old, I don't know if that hits the same as an mm. uh, like a young dude saying to an old man, "Shut it up, old man." You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't know. I every every once in a while, I'm like, "Well, that makes no sense. Why do they do that?" I always have to be like, "Oh, because they're also making these for like kids." <laughs> you know? I'm like, "Oh, that's right. I'm, that's right." There are I'm kids not laughing watching. at you. I'm just suppressing laughter from. That fucking line Warmonger says in Iron Man 1 that I would like. Tomorrow, sir, if you to fly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another funny thing, we were talking about the small stuff to like link it back into the MCU. Oh, no. Having the uh, the street vendor on the bus filming was was pretty good. Because the same guy from Spider-Man. That actually, I think that was a like a very solid comedy moment. Oh, it's the same was guy. Yeah. Yeah. Same guy yeah. from uh, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. And that's why, and that's why in this the one, do a flip guy. he had an audience. Yeah. Like, yes, you notice this one, there were people watching and he was getting like all the likes because of his success from the his previous recording. Yep. I love that. I yep. love that. They like, what a great little inclusion. Yeah. Yeah. I caught that immediately. It was like, oh. I, <laughs> I was watching, uh, it might, Maybe it was the official Marvel webpage. It was either an official one or a fan page. But because of his line, like, I used to do a little kung fu or something when I was younger, that's now part of his bio. Like, did kung fu or did kung fu when he was younger. <laughs> about to rate this entire fight. I did a little kung fu. That yeah, scene is great. Dying. It was like, I did a little kung fu when I was younger. I was like, this is literally every streamer i've ever seen in my entire life yes like, i'm about to tell you how cool this is based on zero experience <laughs> i was like yeah it's 10 out of 10 it's fantastic <laughs> it's great stuff it's great that stuff. dude was hilarious i still because he yes, nails so the weird. whole like annoying streamer trope yeah. but is still likable yep which yes. is i think very hard because i think a lot of people with that character would have just veered straight into annoying but he still keeps mm-hmm. that charming bit especially when he predicts who's gonna win and then the Razor Fist dude is above, and he's like, sorry. <laughs> he goes, never mind, or something like that. He's talking about, like, how he's getting his ass beat or something, and then he towers over him. There's, like, a quick moment where he's like. Yeah. Well, no, it's because he says, you got this, bro. Then the knife comes out of his arm, and he goes, no, nah, never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that part, yeah. Yeah, it, it's all good. I still think it's pretty funny in Spider-Man when he goes, hey, do a flip. And he does a flip. He goes, yeah. it's just stupid it's just stupid oh it's so good Uh, what this movie used like excess characters like not background characters but like the bit characters use them so well yes that you know dude trevor trevor for me was the funniest like aquafina had a bunch of funny lines i thought the plane scene was the plane scene was great because it was literally this is how you say this superhero's name entire audience i also read that that was entirely ad-libbed between the two of them and then the idea that she goes into saying like what how the fuck do you go from shan chi 
to Sean and your dad can't find you. (laughs) She says like two other things of going from like Gina to Gina or something like that. It was all great. It was very funny. I I love that even that loop is closed because his dad is like, yeah, I let you go for 10 years. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Yeah. I like that. They, Every little bit of that where they're like all the different questions that were brought up, they wrapped them up. Yeah. Like it wasn't like we're going to leave this loose thread. They, this was a movie. They were like, everything we're going to address, we're going to address it and deal with it. And I like that because I was convinced you have no idea. I was convinced they were going to be like, yeah, that like dweller in darkness shit. That's not even going to be in this movie. That's like a future movie. And they were like, no, dude, that's the last 35 minutes. Well, I was yeah. like, what? I- when they introduced that, I kept thinking about like, and I'm still, I've still been thinking about like, is this some tie in to like a cosmic entity that we have only seen? Like that was just the fucking soldier grunt of like whoever this cosmic entity was, but I feel like it's, it's kind of like one and done. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. don't necessarily think there's any big tie ins from that. Um, yeah. The, the, the only thing that didn't, this is what's interesting. The only thing that didn't have a true explanation was the title of the film. Legend of the Ten Rings? The Ten Rings were the least important thing in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was the least. And then at the end when I was like, oh, here's the payoff. We're going to find out why these rings are so important. And then it's just like. It's got to be an Eternals thing. Not yet. Are any. Maybe. Are any of the Eternals uh, like weaponsmiths? I don't know if Mm -hmm. they are. One is, I'm pretty sure. Really? Because maybe maybe they're yeah. like, maybe he like fucked up and helped humans by giving them fastoses. I bet you that's what yeah. it is. I bet you There's it's the name. I bet you he made the ten rings to help some human a long, long time ago, even when the internals aren't supposed to do that, and that what he's calling is a celestial, and that's why the celestial comes back to Earth. Or comes to Earth and like notices, but that might be too fast because that's not an Avenger level threat. If that's going to be in Eternals, I don't know. I don't know the timetables match up either. I because Shang Chi takes place present day. I thought the Eternals was immediately after Thanos is killed. I don't think it's immediate. I think it's just. I I I think they're going to get a little. But isn't it before? Isn't it before? Man, I don't know what the timelines of these movies are. Yeah, I, I feel like it's bef- it takes place before Shang Chi takes place. It could be. Yeah, maybe. I know it's after in. Uh, I want to say it's after Endgame because does doesn't don't they talk about the effect of the snap on and hmm. like people are apparently yeah. it's the same. Apparently it's the same time as Far From Home. That would make sense place. because in the trailer. She's, uh, I think Salma Hayek is making, a, is doing the voiceover and she's, she says like half of humanity returns in an instant. And then it shows like the earth being populated, um, yeah. and the post snap thing. So they're probably around the same times. Yeah. And the celestials, the reason, and she says the reason why they're getting the band back together is because the deviants show up because of the snap. So it isn't because of the uh, 10 rings. Well, no, well, it's the emergence event yes. because the energy from bringing everybody back is so huge. It, it's that it's prepared the next the second, the second snap, the second yeah. snap. Yeah. yeah. I'm bringing people back. And that, and that brings everyone back. And then the deviants sh- show up again, I guess. 
and that's or why they have existed. to like yeah i'm not sure yeah and so that's the plot of that which again doesn't necessarily explain what the like pinging is for the 10 rings true clearly they're gonna have a role at some point and we'll get answers yeah but i'm like you know i'm old jp Am I going to make someone... those answers, man? I don't I'm, uh, This could be the end for me. They got to tell me. Someone, gotta... uh, I read in, <laughs> someone had a comment that it was a weapon made by Kang uh, from the future. If this is a Kang thing from the future? But I don't know like who he could be calling in space or like transmitting to. Unless it's transmitting to Kang something. I don't know. I, don't know. I also have a question it's about. A wild. Let me. Uh, again. I don't know how, um, how do I phrase this? Kang as a villain is a dope character. Like he is Machiavellian in his sort of like what he does and his machinations of like how he does things. Right. And uh, he's like a great villain in that regard. If one of our new Avengers is already a guy with 10 powerful rings and the awesome skills of martial arts, what how does kang fight what does kang do to this dude right because i don't even know like how that happens that's just one of them that's just one of them i don't know what kind of threat they're going to make kang out to be when because because loki admittedly what they did with loki is they made him a, a joke like loki was the joke character in avengers one he True. was the villain and then they literally made him into a joke. With Hulk and I, and whatnot, yeah. boy, do I hope they do not do that with Kang. I think so. I don't know. I think Kang I is more I, along the lines of uh, Zemo in the sense that he's like a mastermind. And so he'll have some sort of plan that they can't really see the end to. And they can't necessarily catch him because he's got all this future tech. And then like whatever his big plan is will like come into effect. And I don't know if that's going to be some sort of like multiversal war which I I don't if we get fucking like X-Men fighting Avengers or I don't know I don't know what it could be right and that's also kind of the exciting thing in the sense of I don't know where we're going I think with Thanos it was always the idea of like oh shit we're gonna get like fucking real Thanos he's gonna get the Infinity Gauntlet we're gonna know what this is and now it's like I don't know Kang exists we know he's a big bad but I don't know how it works out uh and that's like exciting for me like Thanos though was has always been the guy who will like I will literally punch a hero in the face like that I'll just do that yeah but just raw strength you know yeah yeah but when it comes to Kang Kang was always the guy who was just like ah, ha, 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 you'll never defeat me heroes yeah. like you know he he never was down fighting a dude um and if he did it was always like really weird and like he's like ah watch out for my green fists and purple outfit like okay i don't know look thanos had a fucking helicopter and they made him cool all right (laughs) i mean look everyone was on drugs at that point it was i i think that i'm not worried about kang being cool kang's gonna be dope it's just how the character is is super cool yeah Yeah. it's it's how they introduce the the bronze has mentioned this many times the power creep of superheroes is like you know you had a martial arts master now has 10 rings and is basically invincible like can literally kill a space void creature with the power of like, yeah, like space, like spins <laughs> with the power of and yeah. So, yeah. Like that's what he did. He <laughs> spun around a bunch of them went like, yeah. And then the rings exploded out of him and killed him. True. All I'm saying is like, you know, Kang is a character. I get that. He has like, it, it, like an out of time empire. And he's super powerful. 
we need to see what you know we need to see more of what makes him powerful in the next couple movies as as a threat because all we have right now is like it might be too soon though you know i agree we need to see that but yeah yeah but the reason why thanos i mean like people knew who thanos was most comic book people know who thanos was and then when you saw thanos all you knew is that every villain when they thought of thanos they were like bro don't mess with that dude that guy's awful yeah and so we need more if they're gonna go down the line like we have to introduce uh kang at some point besides we'll just being in, like in the wacky crazy guy because the the guy with the kang we got in loki is like not real kang that's like uh i'm the crazy guy at the end of time who's been here forever and i've lost my mind kang and real kang is like oh hey bitches i planned all this shit and you're all big dummies bye like that's that guy where he's like before you get there you've already lost so i don't know you know i don't know we'll find out i'm very excited to see what happens yeah but um I expected something at the end of this that was going to be a setup for future movies, but really it was kind of like it was an illusion all specifically. Yeah. It was all specifically maybe for a sequel to this specific movie. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, it could, who knows? I I think, uh, I think Eternals will definitely set up the, a lot of like Eternals will set up a lot more of phase four than like Shang-Chi was a origin story. Eternals seems to be like a galactic, level like the fucking celestials are showing up in eternals to me that's as big as it can get right like they are but like dude is it a flashback do they show up how does it i don't know my dude i mean again there's a lot of shots of them in those in the trailers they're fucking you know they're creating one of them's creating the universe it looks like the other one's just being big and badass and red um the other one's just vibing yeah. In outer space. Yeah, he's just hanging out. I don't know. That's what I would do if I was a giant space being. I'd just vibe. I'm just saying, like, for, is, for them man. to introduce something of that scale and size where it's been kind of alluded to in other films, like uh, with Nowhere and, and Guardians of the Galaxy, now they're like, oh, this is this is one of those celestial. It's not a head. It's not a dying head. This is like an actual celestial type situation. It's going to be a little wild. Um. If I was a celestial, I would make a hammock a space out of hammock? a couple of galaxies just and just out? sit in there drinking Earl Grey tea. That's the Brit. That's uh, that's Brit Celestial. That's his name. I'd have an Arnold yeah, Palmer. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not messing around. Nice Arnold Palmer and just people. Could be. Jesse gets it. They're idiots. I'm not messing around with <laughs> any type of sentient creature. You're just I'm like the vibe of. Yeah. I get the vibe of hanging out on Mars and just staring at Earth angrily. Yeah, like I get that vibe. Sometimes <laughs> I just want to do that. It like a reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. Just I would like sit up there. I would watch the dumpster fire and laugh. Judge everyone. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I'd it's be true. like, who's your favorite this season? Do you like the humans, the Cree, the Skrull? Who are you <laughs> betting on? Yeah. Could be. Oh, I would always, I would always bet on the Skrull every time. Every time. Every mm-hmm. time every it's time true. uh so someone asked what's coming up next and so november is eternals. eternals yeah which and i then i think by the way eternals i i was a little bit worried about it's like appeal uh because it's definitely like it's a chloe zhao film which is usually very artistic and very like uh not necessarily a great popcorn flick in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um 
but during that trailer, uh, I had uh, I was watching it with uh, Aaron in the theaters. And the second that Rob Stark showed up, she leans over and goes, "Is is that Rob Stark?" And I go, "Yeah." Oh, that looks really good. <laughs> and so I'm not worried about it anymore. I think I think they know exactly what they're doing. They're going to get a bunch of hot people in there. Uh, we got Joe Lee. We got Rob Stark. We got Jon Snow. We got uh, Kumail ripped out of his fucking goddamn mind shooting finger guns, right? Just going to have a bunch of hot people, and that's what's going to oh. get people in seats. Uh, and then everyone will be like, oh, shit, this Chloe Zhao person is actually like very talented. Um, and, and then after that, le- like a month later, new Spider-Man. Right. And then new Spider-Man is going to be a thing that we're going to be full and on insane multiverse at that point. By the time Spider-Man is out, we'll be in Hawkeye. Uh, yeah. Hawkeye. And apparently is Miss Marvel still coming this year or is that pushed? I don't know. They, they've been kind of quiet on that. I think we're probably going to see a push for that. I would think. Probably closer to when they release uh, Captain Marvel 2, I would imagine. Yeah, because she's rumored to be in that. Yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, it looks like if Hawkeye's still this year, then that means 2022 is Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, I think maybe Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2, I think. For 2022? Is what's supposed to happen? Yeah. In 2022, yeah. And plus Miss Marvel... She Hulk and Moon Knight for sure. Yeah. And then I think someone said that we might get Ironheart and Armor Wars in 2022 as well. Yep. Um, and then I believe the order of operations was the Guardians of Galaxy, the Guardians of the Galaxy's holiday special and- is in at the end of 2022, followed by Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is 2023. Yep. And then 2023 is like where you know everything's amorphous. But Blade is um, in there, and yeah, Blade's possibly there. And then there's Quantum Mania finally. And then again, the most famous thing they've done so far with Phase Four is the last like they dropped just a big four, and everyone's like, "Does that mean Fantastic Four? No one knows anything. Don't make assumptions. Well, there's I, I refuse to do so, even though I really want it. There's but, also yeah. like they're probably going to have some team up movie at some point in that. Unless it's unless I feel like it's that's like Quantum Mania. Honestly, I feel like that's Quantum Mania. An Ant Man thing. I mean, that could be. I'm saying like like an Avengers title film, like Avengers colon whatever that they haven't yet I announced. I mean, the Avengers technically the Avengers we have are gone. Right. No, it'll be a brand new one. Uh, yeah. A brand. Well, not a brand brand new. I mean, I'll have like Doctor Strange, Falcon, Wanda, Shang Chi. Uh, Marvel officially announced that Shang Chi was a. Uh, Avenger, I think in a couple. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's one of the new event. For sure, he's an Avenger. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, whatever it's gonna be, it's gonna be like a, a new. They're gonna. They're you'll you'll see over the next three years, they're gonna be phasing out. Like Bruce Banner is gonna be, like the dad character. I Watch think he's gonna stick around. I yeah, no, he'll be there. He'll be like the dad who's like. You crazy kids with your adventures. Watch it happen. He, he looked it's gonna happen in the post credit. He looked real old in the post credit. I don't know if that was just like the effects of him coming back to humanity, <laughs> but he had there was, he had some gray hair. I mean, I hate to break it to you, people, people his would arm, get old after ten years. And his arm was broken. Well, his arm was broken because he snapped. 
Yeah, that was his. That was still his damaged arm. Yeah. 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 Aaron had the same question. She was like, "Why was Bruce in a sling? Like, what the fuck? He was hurt." And I said, "Oh, he snapped. That's right. I I didn't even realize that until I thought about it." Yeah. 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 I forgot about that too. Yeah, yeah he's. I, I think Bruce is gonna be the guy who's like the dude in the chair for the new <laughs> Avengers. Could be uh, for sure. And and you know they can bring him back as Hulk for fun things, but She Hulk will exist. And right. True. um, there I, I think there's gonna be all these new characters, and it'll be you know another ten year saga of introducing new characters into the franchises, and that's just kind of what's gonna be. Paul Rudd will still be in it because Paul Rudd. He doesn't will age. be a hundred years old and still look the exact same. Yeah, he doesn't. But age. yeah, I, I think yeah, most of the people who are in it, if you just look at the cast, most of the cast of Avengers, you know, are, are four. I guess we could, you know, we could Hemsworth could keep doing that for a while. I think he wants that dude to. Is like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a fun role, and that dude is young, so he can like pull it off. But most people in the Avengers were when they started were like pushing forty. And, uh, you know, at a certain point after 10 years, 50 something, you know, you're not, you know, you're just like in movie time. That's you're so old. Oh, you're so old. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, we need to have two discussions. One, how do we handle, uh, Shang-Chi spoilers moving forward for the show? Cause we got 40 days till people can watch that film on their own. Then are we going to talk about it? Uh, you know, we just got to be. I don't all, think it's all I'm saying is we got to be careful with like how we. Well, talk the good about news it. is it doesn't connect that drastically to anything else. Yeah, and what if will be kind of on its own. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's going to be yes, that big we'll of an issue. Truthfully, careful. Yeah, we'll just be a little yeah. careful. Uh, number two, more of a announcement for the show. Talked about this a little bit before. Uh, Barry is about 99% done doing little quick fixes with our MCU rankings website. So we'll Ooh. probably do that after what if is over, I would think, uh, when the show's got a little bit of uh, not too much material. Um, I'll turn. Yeah, we have off. to make it to November. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, the good thing we have Midnight Suns to talk about and keep up with. That's true. Let's get there. We're doing another one of those Don't sponsors. Um, follow MCU crew on Twitter and uh, when to, to check out information. Nice. About midnight hashtag ad and uh tag them and let them know that you love the show there you go good plug good plug <laughs> uh yeah so the rankings website it'll always be up there if you want to see our rankings but as uh as a viewer you can go and vote at any moment uh whenever you want for the uh community ranking which will then be an aggregate ranking that continues on and we'll add movies and stuff to that too to remind you guys so uh, Barry's put in some work. It'll, it'll require, I think a Twitch login for that. Um, but cool little page. We'll utilize that once, uh, what if it's over and do our full on, uh, Marvel rankings in the future. Uh, and I think that's it in terms of like announcements. Uh, Jesse, I gotta ask, this is not Marvel related, but I'm not sure when I'm going to talk to Jesse outside of the show. Have you seen this? have you seen this i have a bunch of these star wars toys all right this one is pretty badass first he doesn't look like a samurai he looks like a predator second 
That baby Yoda is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I would buy that just for him. And I like give you the rest. I don't need the rest of it. That little, that little top knot is hilarious. It's great. I've got, uh, uh, but that dude looks like the, that dude does not look at Boba Fett. That he whole looks line like of predator. toys is fantastic. I've got Darth over there. Some Imperial guards, a snow trooper. Looks like Kylo. a predator. It's great. It's great. I'm going to grab that. All I'm saying is uh, it's all right. Uh, that baby know. Yoda. Oh my God. That's 10 times greatness. Baby Yoda is pretty good. Pretty good. God bless mm. every hair on baby Yoda's fuzzy little head. Mm. I agree. <laughs> hair on my head. I have. Yes. Mm. <laughs> no. Oh, just is making it weird. He's making it weird. All I'm saying is, there's a mega cut of him going through Luke's bag. There are many Yodas. There's like kind of a dick Yoda from episode one. Uh-huh. And there's like baby Yodas. And all. The best Yoda is old senile Yoda. Yoda on Dagobah, who's like looking through Luke's bag, taking like candy bars and shit from that bag. He's like, hmm. Yes, good. And it looks like stop that. He's like, Ooh, and he hits him with his stick. That's that's the best one. That's my favorite one. He's like, mm, I'm crazy. <laughs> that's the best one. Where you go? It's the best one. Tell me I'm wrong, cause I'm not. Cause I ain't wrong. Cause that's the best Yoda. And he beats up R two. It's great. You know, I often, mm. you know, on the topic of of Yoda, since I started this, I oftentimes think about that goddamn frog. And Mandalorian, that frog lady that eats the eggs. You know what I'm talking about? No, that doesn't eat the eggs. She she gave birth to those eggs. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And Grogu but no, ate she... them shits. Oh, yeah. Grogu was the one that ate the eggs. That's right. They played it for laughs. That's those are the right. last of her species. They played it for That's laughs, why it's JP. That's stuck in my head because it was so fucked up. They played it. He was like... <laughs> you're like, that was the last of them. I There's forgot. no more. Why do you let that baby eat that? He's like, it's crazy, it's crazy up. show. It's messed up. All right, let's you know, do some it just shout-outs. reminded me of back in the before times. I went to Disneyland. Okay, as and we do. there was a child uh, that hey, was child? sitting there during the parade. Hey, child. Parades going by, and um, this lady had, I think it was like a bucket of popcorn that she was like eating. And her kid would come by and eat it as well. This kid, I shit you not, walked over to the trash can, pushed against it, had their hands inside the trash. I think grabbed something from the trash and ate it. Came back, put the hands in the popcorn, and the mom just like ran over and was eating it. And I was like, now I know how baby Grogu ate the eggs. People really don't be watching their kids. Like, and did this multiple times. At one point, this child picked something up off the ground like a piece of churro and ate it and came back to the popcorn bucket and i was pointing it out to my friends was like are y'all watching this toddler and they were across the way so like the parade's going through and they're just i'm just watching this kid touch everything and put it in their mouth and then come back to the popcorn bucket and the mom is just one hand in the popcorn bucket eating and i'm like this christmas parade has become a horror parade for me (laughs) Oh, it was the season of giving. Yeah. He was giving the mom <laughs> he was inspired. hepatitis. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was inspired by the season. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And that's yeah. how I feel 100% convinced. 
that Baby Yoda could want to eat the eggs because people really don't be watching their kids at all. Probably true. Probably true. On that note, I got to get the fuck out of here. Let's do some shout outs. <laughs> Bronze, what do you got going on? Why can people check you out this week? Hi, hello. Um, yeah, I. Uh, what am I playing this week? I think I'm going to play some of this cute little indie game called Kiwi, where you play as two postal office kiwi kiwis, literally the, the bird creature thing, uh, trying to deliver mail. Um, normally, I stream after the show, but today, <clears throat> today I'm not going to because uh, I've got work and other stuff to do. But um, yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitch and on Twitter to know when I go live and. For those of you that follow Acquisitions Incorporated, uh, I can officially say as of Friday, my character was announced. I'm playing nice. Omen Dron's daughter, Ooh. and I'm officially part of the Acquisitions uh, Inc. team. Um, and my first official game is going to be at PAX Unplugged, and I'm so excited to be joining that amazing cast. I've been watching Ack Inc. and listening to it as a podcast since I was a young baby streamer, and now I get to be a part of it. So I'm pretty excited about that. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. J Jesse Cox, what big fun announcement do you have? Uh... <sighs> uh huh. I have a lot of irons in the fire, and things are just really going great for me right now, JP. And I'm Jesse. And I've got my own game studio, and I'm always doing cool stuff. I got a new video coming out about the lore of Final Fantasy XIV because I'm so innovative and informative with my content. I'm Jesse Cox. Was he like Mr. Meeseeks, where he just says, I'm Jesse Cox? That Jesse guy, that Jesse guy sounds like he's doing great. This Jesse I'm guy. Jesse I got, man, I got so much stuff. So basically, I, I, I'm, I, I leave tuesday to go out of the country <gasps> so i'm like where are you going poland overseas no i'm going on a, a little adventure okay um it's way too dumb to even when look i'm being conned into going overseas with my parents so that's happening oh uh and they they hit me with the we could be dead one day so there you go so that's why i'm going oh okay. uh yeah okay. so it there's there's nothing important happening i'm just now i have to like plan all the things you know so it's like all right well i got stuff to do so i gotta take my laptop and i gotta do this thing and i gotta you know like that and then also i have today and tomorrow morning to finish everything i'm trying to get done so i'm like overwhelmed by it but at the same time bronze there to she got my back so um yeah, i don't know look things are happening i'm trying to get a million things done all you need to know is that um yeah i i if you want to get a lifetime subscription to twitch.tv slash jesse cox you can't anymore it's gone whoa it's gone whoa yeah big news so tough tatas you all had your chance i warned you big news i warned you about it and you all well many of you listened thank you for that but uh yeah last week I went and uh, it switched over. But now I can do things like animated emotes, Whoa. which, you know, I couldn't do before. Um, and, yeah, and then, you know, thanks to everyone who subscribed. And that was a fun day. And so, you know, now I have to – I think I legally have to stream more now that I have actual subscriptions. So <laughs> that'll be a thing. I get it. 
And you know that what you get, losers, because I warned you that the lifetime sub was going away, and you didn't listen. Oh, oh wait, oh, 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 and you didn't listen, and now you know you missed out. If you miss it, you miss it, and uh, everybody else got grandfathered in. So I know the people that were down since day one, the real Cox crew, the big Cox fans. I know them. That's what his tier three subs are called: is the big Cox. That's not what they're called. That's the That's big Cox. Also, can look forward tell you, to the new podcast, Dodging Cox, with Dodger and Jess Cox. Can I tell you that that I was actually told by marketing people to stop including my name in things I do oh, as I'm puns sure. or whatever? I'm sure because uh, they're like that does not help. No one wants to watch a show about dicks. Yep. I was like, ah, <laughs> no one, no one. I feel and like so, yeah. uh, that. That's got to be an intro to a future show. There's a bunch of marketing people and someone screaming, no one wants to talk about dicks, Jesse Cox. And then it just like reverberates and echoes in your head. And then we go off and that's what the show's about. Yeah. I watched a show in England one time about dicks. Yeah. Was it good? It was great. It was a show about a guy who had a really tiny dick. Huh. And the whole show was about him accepting his tiny penis. And his wife was like, he's fine. I don't know what his problem is. And he was like, no, it's so small. And so then he went and had a cast made of it. And then, it, and then like, literally the end of the show. This is on British BBC TV. Oh, yeah, they don't give a I saw fuck this man's there. dick, like, 15 they times on this thing. They don't give a fuck over there. And then at the end, it's him standing on top of a building. And he's like, I love my penis. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Sounds like oh, a great show. Shit. It was a documentary. It was, like, an, it wasn't great. just a TV. It was, like, an actual documentary about this guy his wife was like, I don't know what his problem is. It's fine. And he was like, my penis is so... It was incredible. Dude, BBC doesn't give a shit. No. We, the first night I was in England ever, we turned on the TV <laughs> and it was a show where it's just... Uh, it's a dating show where the two people just stand there completely nude, but their face is covered up. And they just have to like figure out if they want to go on a date with this other person. Oh, yeah, if they want to go on a date him. with a person based on like what they look like nude. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that show too. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Naked Attraction is the name of the show. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like, come on, America, you're fucking up. We could have had this. Bronze, I need to let you know. This is why. This all I'm saying is, if you were Mrs. Cox, you could world travel with me, and we could watch penis shows together. I'm just saying, it's my offers on the table. That's a great. If you offer. want nothing but penis shows and naked attraction for hours on it, and Gogglebox. For some reason, I love that shit. It's garbage. I just feel so <laughs> lied to because <laughs> I always hear people from the UK talk about how, oh well, our sense of humor is different. You know, it's a bit more. You know, intelligent than American humor. No, it, they're liars. No, compared no, to the American, and now you're telling me this, and I feel those like the posh those motherfuckers people. just lied to yeah. me. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you're talking about British they humor, weird ass TV, just like we do. Like British that, humor, literally was Monty Python. Yeah, they can't. They can't, how Which dare they be like? How dare they be like? Our humor is more refined. No, 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 no. That's a lie. That's BS. Yeah. Although, with that said. These two shows are not played for humor. The, the documentary I watched about that guy's dingle dangle was not played serious, for humor. It was like serious British super serious. Voiceover? Okay. It was like this, this poor man going through a life 
with a small penis. That was like the voice actor in the background was like, and he's like, I just can't, I just don't know what to do anymore. And his wife's like, it's fine, Charles. There's nothing wrong with it. And he's like, it's so small. I'm so insecure. And she was like, it's, what is your problem? And he's like, I'm going to go have a woman dip me dingle inside a cast mold. And then I'm going to show you what it looks like, what I see. And then the best part was, is he went to this lady and all, she has like molds of dicks around her apartment. Nice. But they're all from like big dick celebrities. And she's like, oh, that, that over there, that's Van Morrison's wiener. And, she, and it's like, what? And then this guy, they do a whole thing. And at the end, again, he stands on a rooftop and goes, I love my penis. Oh, boy. in chat said, you need to come to Scotland. And I have to say, Scotland is the only place in Europe I've ever been interested in visiting. Yeah, Scotland. I love Scotland. Scotland's beautiful. One day I'm going to get my coins together and go to Scotland. Scotland sounds I, great. Yeah. I've, I've, that is the one place of, I, that's on my bucket list, of, you know, from Europe. Yeah. The rest oh, are everywhere else in the world. My to, to, uh, no, no, I'm trying to pivot away from that, Jesse. I don't want to think off. about how awkward this show is. <laughs> to finish the MCU crew <laughs> off, here's a meme about the upcoming What If episode that I think is real dumb. <laughs> We'll see what happens on what I'd if zombies. Because <laughs> if it, if it's anything like that, I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm there day one. I'm there day one. <laughs> we'll be back next week. We'll talk about uh, what if episode five, and uh, we'll go from there. We do have one. Uh, we have another sponsored stream this month. Uh, I don't know if we're able to share the dates on that just yet, but there will be another sponsored stream. Where we'll take a look at the uh, the Midnight Suns gameplay stuff that was announced last Wednesday. And we'll, uh, we'll cover that in full. That'll be it this week, though, for the MCU crew. Jesse has lost his goddamn mind. He's got to go on top just, of a building. I, I, I would just remind myself, look, I just reminded myself that it existed. And every once in a while, I forget that that thing happened and I watched it. And now I remember, right now, I'm back in that moment and I cannot express to you. How much joy I felt watching a thing so weird. I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. And now it's in my head again. And I will be thinking about it all day and just randomly like. (laughs) There you go. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It It really is. Yeah. Thanks for watching the MCU crew. We'll be back next week with another episode. We're out of here. Wouldn't be an MCU crew if Jesse just wasn't cackling like that. (laughs) See you guys next week. Bye-bye, everybody.